Trash. Trash. Hey gang, welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good Podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Dustin Gallish of Tree No Leaves. Tree No Leaves is based in Bowling Green, Ohio. They are a quintet that flows between genres and eras of psychedelic rock and soul. Tree No Leaves is founder Dustin Gallish on vocals, keys, synth, JP Stebble IV on drums, Steven Guerrero on bass, Garrett Tanner saxophone, and Billy Gruber percussion. Now, you might be asking yourself, why is Mike sounding like he's reading that off of someone's biography? Well, I'll answer you. It's because I am. I'm at treenoleaves.com, which I suggest you go and check out. There's a link in the show notes along with all their socials. So go and give your boys some love and check these guys out. I absolutely dig what these guys are doing. So please go out of your way to get this shit. Okay. Dustin will be coming up here shortly, but first go to rainamystique.com. Rainamystique.com. R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Go and get yourself some Raina. Raina is going to be releasing a new single. Uh, it's supposed to be out the 19th, which we don't know if it's going to be out, but that is in time for her front page stream. So it, the new song is called Ready, Set, Go, which features... Uh, it, it's a song about Dr. Robotnik from Sonic. So... She wrote it on her Twitch stream, and uh, she presented it at a uh, Twitch-sponsored music writing contest, which um, she didn't end up winning, but she did such a good job, and she made so many good connections with other streamers, and it was just a really good time, and uh, Glowstick Willie, who, is, who are friends of the show, actually won the competition, so awesome, awesome, awesome. Anyways, Ready, Set, Go will be out on the 19th which again she just uploaded it like yesterday so it might not be released on the 19th but they're pretty good about getting uh like cd baby's pretty good about distributing things pretty quickly so we'll see we'll see it'll be nice if it's out for the front page stream so if you're interested in checking out Raina mystique go to rainamystique.com or check out Raina live at twitch.tv slash rainamystique r-e-i-n-a-m-y-s-t-i-q-u-e.com go get yourself some rainamystique she streams Mondays through Thursday, uh, 8 a.m. to 11 a.m. ish, uh, Monday through Thursdays, Eastern Standard Time. So, get at it. You can also find We Speak English Good on Twitch. We stream twice a week, mostly Mondays and Fridays, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We do extra streams, like we've been uh, live streaming our live gigs, which we've been able to do with such pristine clarity with the camera or, or basically our phone and we have uh, i'm actually using it right now because it's so damn portable but my irig pro and that goes directly into the the camera or into the phone so we have great sound great clarity of picture and as long as the internet's flowing we are gonna stream our live gigs too we also are doing in-studio performances and we play games win prizes do all kinds of amazing fun things on the twitch stream so if you like what you hear here on the podcast then you will 
absolutely love the live stream. Come be a part of the live stream. Come be a part of the conversation. Ask questions to the guests and more. Go to twitch.tv slash we speak English good and subscribe now or follow whatever it is. First of all, if you don't know what Twitch is, or at least go and start a Twitch uh, page, okay? It's easy. Start a Twitch profile. I don't even think you need a valid email or anything. You just go and start a profile and you're good to go. So go get yourself some Twitch and stop on through. Also, my band, JT and the Conspiracy, a band in which plays on the live stream a lot we will be uh we'll be releasing our first single on october 16th it's called love drunk wasted and we're super excited about it we recorded it over the course of the pandemic uh, remotely and, and now we're coming back with a vengeance we're also going to be releasing uh i think we're either going to release an ep or an album coming up here shortly so um just be ready for that so Go and get the pre-save button in the show notes. Uh, put it in there. So go click on it and pre-save it on your Spotify playlist. So as soon as it drops, you can get right into your player and fucking love it. Uh, it's a good time. Yeah. I I, I use a, um, what do you call it? I use a, it's a, uh, oh my God. What's the old surf organ? Farsfa? A Farisfa? I don't know. I use that on it. It's fun. Anyways, go check it out. Link in, in the show notes. We also have WSEG under me. Uh, we released a single a couple weeks ago called Hamburger 2099. Go and listen to it. There's a link in the show notes. It'll take you to the the, the links to where you can play all of it. And anyways, you, you guys know. Just It's in the show notes. Go get yourself some. Uh, the, you, I'm super happy that we're releasing music. I'm, I'm, it makes me happy that uh, that we're getting back in the swing of music and stuff. I've been working with this other band around town here, so I'm pretty excited about them and the potential there. We're talking about recording videos, kind of like you know, like Wolfpack or um, or like Scary Pockets do like a little video shoots and you know do covers and stuff so we're thinking about doing something like that and uh yeah i'm pretty excited so be on the lookout for that uh they they said they would come in and play some live streams so we'll see what happens you know we'll, we'll, we might have a uh, a cast of characters of different musicians coming in studio so be prepared for that that's another reason to go over to twitch.tv slash we speak english good and get yourself some we speak english sorry that was so unnecessary I hope for my uh, ear, air pod or earphone listeners that that didn't just sound shrill and horrible and, and, and scare you to your core. Anywho, go ahead and check out our Threadless store. If you want to support the show monetarily, you can do so by going and buying a t-shirt. We have t-shirts and shit. Go, go check it out. It's wespeakenglishgood.threadless.com. You can also like, subscribe, review, like us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, all of it. We're, we're doing it everywhere. It's everywhere. Even Snapchat, but I don't use it that often. Discord. Definitely get in the Discord if you want to know what directly is going on. Discord is the best place to know exactly what's happening in regards to live streams and what we're doing, um, you know, day to day and stuff. So go and get yourself some Discord. 
go and get yourself some social medias and, and follow up. All the links are in the show notes. You can also subscribe to our Apple iTunes. Follow us on Spotify or wherever you stream your podcast. You can also subscribe to us on YouTube where you'll find some music tutorials and some silly shit. It's, it's a good time over there. And of course, you can subscribe on Twitch. It'll cost you a few dollars, but I guarantee you won't regret it. You can also go ahead and do the very, very free and easy thing to support the show. You can go ahead and, uh, geez, you can leave a review on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Please leave a review for the show and we'll read them on air. Uh, it helps us to get noticed and stuff. So please, please do that. It's fun. Uh, and, and I think that's about it. On Friday on the audio release, we have... What do we have? Oh, Hottie. Hottie plays music. Hottie is a... Uh, he is signed to Universal Records. He's out of Dubai. Uh, he is uh, fantastic. He just had a song produced by Mike Shinoda from Linkin Park. So he's doing awesome things. He's also a Twitch streamer. So love Hottie. Love his vibe. Love what he does. He's such a talented human being. Um, and we had a great conversation. So that will be on the audio feed this Friday. And on the live stream on Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have Kelly Gates, who is a streamer on Twitch. So come through and be part of the live stream and see what it's all about. <sighs> okay. I think that's about it, everybody. I, I, I think I, I rambled on long enough. So, everybody, put your hands together for today's guest out of Bowling Green, Ohio, Dustin Gallish of Tree No Leaves. Gotten, uh, have you uh, have you have you made some changes in how you interact with with society? Like um, like like uh, I was smoking like I was sharing joints with everybody at, at Dave Matthews Band, and I came home and realized how big of a dumb mistake that was, and what could have happened with that. So you know, like I, I'm just curious. Uh, have you like changed your like social cues? Like, are you not? shaking hands are you uh are you sharing cigarettes or joints or, or are you drinking after other people i i don't know i'm just curious have you altered your ways or are you one of those cats especially it seems like ohio has a lot of them who are just like i don't give a shit pandemic what you know they're out there doing their thing hate people that wear masks and the whole thing i think i'm like i'm like a blend of those two like i come from that place where everyone just says you know you know Give, just give it to me already. You know what I mean? And yeah. so, uh, you know, I grew up eating food off the floor, you know, sort of, <laughs> I was the guy in like school that would eat your leftovers, you know, sort of, it wasn't that I was malnutritioned. It was more just like, I was like, well, if you're not going to eat that, I will. You know? so I my mean, brain was never really germ phobic. Like yeah. my, my wife is more that. And so, but I don't ever get sick really. I mean, cross my fingers, but, but the joint thing's actually spot on. We played a show uh, on Friday and after the show, we were kind of hanging out. Uh, someone was there and they, you know, Hey, we got some joints. You want to smoke? I was like, all right. And he actually had us 
each one in a separate. So we all got our own individual one. So I was like, all right, this guy's adapted and made it work. I was pretty impressed. <laughs> yeah, so Zach made it uh, well. Yeah. I think between like, just like, yeah, you know, my internal family and bandmates have probably kept my distance a bit. Yeah. Mm. It's sort of strange. You know, I shake hands though, for sure. You know, yeah. I think that's probably a little much, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And we just finished the other day where I was singing in, in, indoors. So if anything, I'm probably like the worst culprit now, just, you know, sp- spreading my, 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 <laughs> stuff everywhere but i, I could care less so sort of... <laughs> like i don't really care um no. nobody knows what to do anymore with extra awkward elbow greetings and weird tension when sharing smokables yeah it is weird sounds a lot like wscg yeah i got tons of mason jar, jar bongs everyone gets their own hippie yo yeah, there's some smart ways to do it no there for is. sure i think like yeah, it, we, we're all creative in that way. So I don't think it's ever going to get in the way, especially if you're so, if you're a bit of a stoner, you're definitely, you're going to figure it out. Where there's a will, there's a way. Where there's, yeah, there's a no, way. like, man, well, we can't do this anymore. Like, ah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> no, we're going to get, we're going to figure this shit out. Don't worry. No, I absolutely agree. But stoners are, are, are notoriously MacGyverish. So, like, we will just, we'll make this work. COVID or not, we'll make it work, you know? Like, even, even if you have to split the joint and, you know, like cut the joint in half and boom, boom, figure boom. It out. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. I, I just, I just was in that mode, you know, like I'm just in that mode. Like I, I don't, I don't want to be, I, I, I don't want to be forced to be afraid of something that, you know, you know, like I, I don't like that, you know, I think being afraid of people is the most dangerous thing. Exactly. I think that's the thing I'm trying to avoid. I think exactly. that's if anything with COVID was, you know, being afraid of a disease is kind of some one thing or, but I think being afraid of like being around people or just like. I remember was a, there was definitely a, it wasn't that long where, but like when people were around you, you were like, Oh, I have to like get away from this person or something. That was a very strange time. I hope, right. I hope we're never there again. You know, I sort of, you know, even playing shows and like restaurants opening, I think people realize like, you don't have to be afraid of each other, but you know, I, we played one show in Cleveland not that long ago where it was indoors and there was a lot of younger people there. And it was the first time I was actually in a space like that and forgot how, sort of incestuous that is relative to just, just air and just sweat and yeah. I like you like that's part of the what you like about playing shows but right. it, you're just like damn it's been a while since I've been in a room with just like you can smell each other and like it's sort of like you know awkwardly you know full because you want that too as a musician you want an empty room but still right. yeah it was pretty awesome you know, no, no yeah no I, you you gotta think of that you gotta think of that when you're inhaling other people's body ex Grecians, you know, yep. it's like you, like that, turning their air into like songs, you know. It's like here you go back, you know, yeah. sort of, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sort of like it's all recycling COVID there. No, I was just at Dave Matthews a couple weekends ago at, at the Gorge in um in Washington, and it was like twenty thousand people just, ah! you know, like nobody had mascot, like no one gave a shit. Um, it, unless you were in cities like in Seattle, they were really freaked out about it. But like you go out into the rural areas and like where the gorge is, is, is well outside of Seattle. So it's kind of rural in this smaller little town and no one gave a shit. Like, like there was parts where we were all being funneled back into the campground and like, um, my, my campmates, my, my friends were like putting on their masks. I was like, it's probably a good idea. So I put my mask on when we're traveling, being herded, you know, to our campsites, but then take the mask off and, and share joints. Here we go, everybody. Yeah, you it know. doesn't make no sense. Like, there's, <laughs> no, there's not a lot of logic to this. A lot of it's no. just symbolism and sort of, 
be like, hey, I'm, I'm at least trying to not be part of the, you know, the problem or something. I hate to say that. It's like a no. South Park joke, but like, it, better be part of the solution, not the problem. But right. it's like, it has become more of just, no matter what, it's at least minimizing it somewhat, you know, whatever you want to argue about. But it seems to be like, like yeah, I wish, I'm, at least there's less of it than there could be. But who knows? I don't know. Most of the stuff seems to be made up. People forget. I think doctors are just people too. They just mm. they're trying to figure shit out in their own way. And well, when you like officials, they're just winging it most of the time. Well, know, I so. mean, well, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then when you when then when you see and when everything just comes out about blatant lies that they told us, it's like yeah. then how are you even supposed to trust any of them now? You know, like it's yeah, we didn't like, have an like an established medical like community that was super respected and like oh these guys are very honest like yeah. The last 20 years were like, good Lord, most of this, this stuff is focused on money and, mm -hmm. you know, sell almost like selling drugs. And yeah. so yeah. Uh, it sucks because like, I, not everything they're going to do is nefarious, but I, I understand sort of some healthy sort of, you know, questioning of it, you know, but it's different with the pandemic, I think. So it's like almost like got to be picky when you decide to sort of question them, you yeah. know, whatever it can be. Same with politicians. Like sometimes you're like, all right, it's election season. They're definitely going to say a lot more weird shit. Mm when it's election season, but during the off time, most of them will probably give you a way more straightforward answer. You know, if there's no cameras around or something. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as the cameras come on, it's just like, they, they just go right back into their, 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 their con, their sponsored lies, I should say. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it's been good for musicians to be at the forefront of this stuff too. I think it's like, there are some industries that sort of have been forced to kind of show their necessity too of like what's actually needed and, I hope music feels a part of that. I mean, it's sort of, it's scary now. Like you're just talking up in the show with sort of taxing musicians. As you can see my studio here is like very luxurious. I'm making so much money uh, <laughs> like doing this. Yeah. I have my, I have my used record, I got my used record collection. You know, I sort of got, I got a corner with a microphone, you know, that I sold a, my, you know, my Omnicord to buy that, you know, that's how much money I have. You know? So it's sort of like, you know, them taking any of that. Cause it is tough. You know, I've, you know, it's pretty on key is where, you know, about four months ago, I decided to go hundred percent freelance and musician based, you know, sort of, I do other work like video and photography and some graphic design stuff. That's what the school for, but, you know, being a gigging musician, I've never really given it a, a full try. You know, some of it's stamina too. It's hard to work a 40 hour week job. Mm. I have a kid as well. So where do you fit in some sort of, let me go play for three hours and get home. You know, there's some sort of stamina there, but I think you realize how important that money is and even any sort of small fraction being taken is sort of significant at this point. Absolutely. But part of me likes that they take it because at least it, it could at least make it easier. So I don't have to like figure it out myself. Right. It gets a little confusing. Like what should be taxed and what's not as right. a sort of a musician, it's a little foggy, even with anything you do as a freelance. Yeah. Um, you know, usually don't seem to care if you're not making much money, but you know, sort of, you're looking at sort of yeah, a couple hundred dollars, which seems a little strange, but at the end of the day, you know, if you're making a couple thousand a year, I guess you're a semi-professional at that mm. point. You know? Right, right. Yeah. You know, and, and I do see the point, especially of the Venmo thing and the cash app thing. I, I you know, because... But, but do you need that cash revenue? Like, what, you're going to take the $2 from my t-shirt sale? Like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? You know what I mean? Sort of. No. I'm well, pretty sure. But, but the, it's gone on for a long time where these transactions are happening on this app and none of yeah. it's getting taxed, you know? Sure. And, and Venmo does have policy where if you are transferring more than $10,000, they are notifying the IRS and they notify you like, hey, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but other than that, it's not being taxed at all. So I do see how, you know, maybe the 
the government and and they you know they are missing out on a lot of money but i think yeah. they're missing out on a lot more money when when we're talking about jeff bezos didn't like what was it 2014 he paid zero yeah. taxes the richest man alive whoever yeah. was pays zero to very little uh, uh, yeah. on taxes and people say oh well his corporation pays taxes up the ass but it's like sure but yeah whatever i mean that's sort of relative yeah it's but none of us get to sort of pick but they and choose don't, I think, though but they don't because they, they move really all their yeah. banking and they move all their shit offshore they're all their taxes are done in these weird crazy tax shelters and it's like okay yeah they pay sale people are saying pay or you know they have to pay some taxes when they're sending stuff out and shipping and stuff but a large majority of this shit is shifted off offshore, so none of it comes back into our society. None of it gets back into funding our schools, our roads, our fucking the things that really our infrastructure, which is crumbling, fucking yeah. crumbling. And it, it, so, so I don't, I don't dig that at all. And so when I do see people like AOC walking around with tax the rich, yet their her party is is pa just passed this fucking crazy law where they're going to be taxing gig workers, people who are already fucking sliding by by the skin of their teeth. They're going to go after them and anybody who has more than six hundred dollars in their bank account. Six hundred dollars. Th that six hundred dollars in their bank account is probably going towards rent. Gig yeah, I guess what I would do is just be like, I guess I'm going to start storing money under my bed and Wait. keep about 500 in the bank all the time. <laughs> you know, is, that what trying, is that like we're trying to, that the culture we're going for, no, you know, it's sort no. of like people will do that, especially if you're yeah. scraping by. I mean, that's sort yeah, of. Uh, absolutely. Why would you want the government to know fucking that you have a measly $600? Like, you know, $600 sounds like a lot to some people, but like that's, you know, that's that's not even rent for a lot of people, you know, like that's not even monthly groceries for their kids. So it's like. I don't know, man. Going after the be, people who can't. The infrastructure bill, I think, was they mentioned that I think it would like 98% of people wouldn't be taxed. You know, sort of, it really is sort of anyone over making like, you know, mm -hmm. $400,000 a year or something would right. be taxed. Right? And so it seems almost how in the world would this not pass? But you only need, like, I guess a couple people who, you know, who are those rich people to just tell their congressmen, like, I don't like this idea. It almost seems like that's as simple as, that, as it is, sadly. You know, sort of as a nation, I think both sides are fine with taxing the rich it seems to be you know I, you know my my sort of like hillbilly family in the middle of nowhere they're never just like damn it, i wish those rich people got richer i mean some of it's because they feel like maybe one day they'll be right. rich like that you know it's like i think a lot of people like trump because he they thought if the government gets out of the way they could become him or something you know right right if only the government wouldn't be holding us back and we could be rich all be too. millionaires i'm like yeah it doesn't work that way actually no <laughs> We got it for us. I know someone who worked illegally for five years and was sent a letter from the government being like, so how are you getting by? And he had to prove slash get people to lie to the government for him. <laughs> that sucks. You know, you think you're working under the radar, but shit is not going that way. Um, shit. I wonder what we should do here. What should we do about this? Um, hold on. Let me... Uh... Let me, uh, mess. no, we can't all be millionaires. That creates, nope. Oh, there it is. He's back. He's back. Um, there you go. All right, here we go. Oh my God. Everything's going crazy right now. Did you jump out and jump back in? I don't know. I, I don't know what happened. I just got kicked out. So oh, okay. I didn't have, yeah, it, kicked, it actually kicked me out for a oh. second. So.
Of course it did. <laughs> thank, thank you. Thank you, Zoom, you, you amazing yeah. piece of technology that sucks sometimes it. when it's not working. <laughs> it fucking sucks when it's not working, but it's amazing when it is. Um, no, um, shit, man, what were you saying again? You were saying that we all can't be rich and... Yeah, I mean, that's the main thing. It's like, yeah, sort of, I think some people feel like if there's no regulation that we'd all become rich or something, it sort of doesn't make any sense. It's sort of, even capitalism, you know, it's, it doesn't really work that way, seemingly. You know, you can't have, everyone can't be a king on an island somewhere, which seems like some, that's some people's goal, which is sort of, I don't know. Right, and, and you know, like... That idea of being, you know, that is sold to us is like, well, you could do that too, you know, and, and not everyone could do that. But I do think yeah. that everyone can find a life of meaning and and like a, a life where you're where you're working for, you know, the betterment of you and your community, where you actually mm -hmm. feel like you're contributing to something and, and live a a, 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 po a prosperous and and meaningful life. You know, and, and that could be anything from, you know, being the garbage man to the to, you know, working in a factory, although factory jobs are on their way out. Let's face that. But no, that's for real. No, no, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that's those jobs are moving on for sure. I think mm -hmm. yeah, the robots are coming. For yeah. sure. I think that's part of it. Like yeah. I've been trying to focus on like doing the work that I love because I feel like so many jobs are going to be replaced by robots. So it's mm -hmm. like. You almost like now is the time to figure out like what you want to do because some of these basic just sort of hey i can read and write i can show up kind of jobs are going to just be gone right. you know and some of those that's all it was and i was like can yeah. you read can you write do you not have a criminal record can you show up on time well then you can just kind of stand here and make it work you yeah. know like yeah for some people that you know made a living like that and like own homes and yeah i think that's going away though so it's sort of you got to be more way more diy Absolutely. and how you approach a lot of stuff you know even as a musician for sure there's no infrastructure to like there's no fat guy with a cigar who's going to give you a record contract anymore i mean it's sort of i think that guy's dead you know he's no. gone so. well now they now they just now they just have big stakes in spotify and and title yeah. and stuff they've just shifted focus is all <laughs> now they just take it it. yeah <laughs> i mean at least there was something tangible at that point it's like yeah there's a person you could talk to but now it's sort of yeah with spotify it's tricky i mean i think You've been a band for you know really about ten to twelve years and never really made sense of Spotify, yeah. uh, even how to use it or what's the correct way to you know maximize followers. It's always been a weird thing for me because mm. it doesn't monetarily really provide much at all. You know, I think they looked at like if you get a million streams, I think it's sort of it gives you like maybe two thousand dollars or something. It's not much, you know. Yeah, you think that there would be sort of more substantial payback for that stuff, but it's not much. One million. You know, I suppose you could sell like hundred records and you know. Let's see. One million streams on Spotify. One dollar or one. What? How much? Hold on. Let me get you involved. Here. Yeah, like, what is that actually? That'd be interesting to see what that actually is. So man. here's just Google's basic breakdown. Well, you can learn using Spotify calculator. These are numbers that streams that musicians need to obtain to earn one dollar or one thousand. Therefore, if a musician gets one million views. On Spotify, his earnings would be about four thousand three hundred and sixty-six dollars. Dex, right. what's up, baby? Good to see you. Welcome <laughs> in. Uh, now it's the skinny lady with the green smoothie. <laughs> That's interesting. That seems, but like that seems, yeah. Like, how much money would you have to spend to like promote your stuff to even get to that point? You know, right. I mean? it sort of feels like you know what? How do you naturally get those type of numbers? Right. And five thousand dollars will get you on like you know some really 
nice playlist. Not even, sure. but not the best. You know, like it'll get no, you on some like, ones, No, it, yeah. it'll just you know five thousand dollars is almost like what was it like? Because my wife took out an ad, she did like two hundred bucks or something on an ad, which is nothing. I mean, the sure. thing is, is that they they really do go after musicians on these when you want to buy into these playlists, and yeah, and so they are still just keep sucking our resources. Always, they're just. I just can't do it. I think that's sort of, I've almost bit the, like sort of had to say, Hey, our Spotify numbers are just not, they're, they're organic. They just are what they are. It's just yeah. people who are on there who go, I like this song. I guess I'll like it. You know, we've never had any traction from playlists and it's sort of part of me. It's hard, you know, collectively we have a lot of listens, but we've also never been a band focused on a single too, which mm. a lot of those seem to be more based on the idea of singles and stuff like that. Right. Um, yeah. That is totally but, the, 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 uh, the, the way right now is just like release singles, not albums or something. It's like, so we did the opposite. Yeah. Right. Like, Let's just put on a concept record. With like a, <laughs> we did the opposite. <laughs> we did a live thing. <laughs> I think I submitted like one of the singles to the Spotify playlist and I tried to explain it. And then they're probably just like, I don't understand. There's a song about birds and shit. I don't know. This probably <laughs> people aren't going to like this. I'm like, you gotta have the context, you know, it's, <laughs> you don't get it man <laughs> he ate the psychedelic fruit now he's like transformed like it's cool they're like yeah that doesn't translate just you know so part of me you know likes people who are more invested in the music mm -hmm. it's not as like surface level at times but also i mean i love spotify i, get yeah. a, I see i listen to so much different stuff on there so it's very love and hate yeah for sure uh, i wish they would just remove the numbers i think that's something i've been trying to push like i would fight like went to congress i would be like <laughs> you want your artist if you want your artist to not just like kill themselves and jump off bridges. We got to eliminate this whole sort of analytical side of like numbers and likes and followers. I think it creates a weird idea because you even start to subjectively look at other people's projects with that as sort of indicating, is this good or not? Or is this valid? And I think that's super dangerous. Whereas like, if you look at like artists, you go to like a, you know, like the Toledo Museum of Art, you don't, you're not going to see some fucking numbers under it. That's like, this painting has been viewed 5,000 times, you know, and like, <laughs> you just be like, what? You just look at it and you're like, does this, does this make me feel something? Do I like this? And then you move on. You know, I think it's very weird. Even YouTube's the same way where we, uh, we have a lot of stuff on YouTube and nothing's ever had took fire, you know, you know, some videos, but at one point I wanted to put them in chronological order because I just sort of was, I wanted to have to be that way more. And so I took them all down and re-uploaded them. But like all the like the streaming was lower and it wasn't a lot. But at the end of the day, it just seems weird. Like why you can't even turn it off. Like I actually was trying to look into, can you just turn off like your streaming numbers? <laughs> so no one cares. Right. Cause like when I, like, when I'm watching music video, like it's kind of weird that you've got to go look at that stream and go like, Oh, this has a billion views. Holy shit. You know, right. this must be this. Right. As opposed to like when you're a kid or something, you just watched it and you made you feel something and you moved on. Right. You, know? you could still share it. Hmm. There wasn't numbers involved, which then creates a weird, you know, economy where they're trying to take advantage of musicians, like ourselves in some ways. Say, hey, if you pay, we can help give ten thousand streams. You're like, right. oh, that makes me feel good, and there's some money for it. It's just mm -hmm. weird, you know. I don't, I don't support it. You know, it's <laughs> part of me is very like maybe because I'm I'm turning forty soon too, and I'm just this curmudgeon. But right, it seems a little disingenuous because it does like it's hard sometimes when you put out a record and it doesn't stream as much, and you feel like it's a failure. Right. But if, you know, if you actually created something that seems like it's a, a nice piece of work, then like it's better. It, it prevents you from wanting to keep doing what you're doing, mm -hmm. you know, where if it's just make it, move on, continue going. Whereas a gig musician, it's nice because you're getting paid. You show up, you get, you move on. That's sort of like, this seems sustainable. But when putting out records, it's it can be kind of depressing where you're like, why well, does no one like this? Or, you know, it's yeah. sort of unique. 
plus people listen and stuff in so many ways now too. It's like all over. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you're right. And and these numbers, they, they do cause this anxiety. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, I'm, oh, I, you know, like I, I talk so much shit about all, all this stuff, but like I participate so hard in it and I'll even look at numbers that judge the validity of a video, you know, it's like, oh, well, yeah. this video has more numbers. So, you know, especially when I'm looking up something like informational based, it's like, oh, this has more numbers. So it must be more, you know, and, and really it doesn't have to be more accurate. It just has to be more sort of sensationalized and, and it has to be more of a spectacle than the other one was. And it had to get your attention faster and quicker and better than the other ones did. And, and it, they could be telling bold-faced lies, but if they say it confidently with nice graphics and with a British accent, then shit, what do you, <laughs> you don't got shit on it. You know, it's like, well, he must be right. Uh, yeah. and, and, and so it, these numbers also will lead you down to just sort of picking and choosing what's real like what what presents itself as real to you could be based on numbers as well and, and, and young women and young 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 non-binary folks who, who are coming up in in grade school and high school are, are killing themselves in record numbers because of numbers you know like sure. it's or bullying but it, it's it's a very it's, it's it's really deep it's really deeply embedded into our culture now and I, yeah, fuck, dude. And, and now they're talking about the social rating system. Have you heard that? Uh, like, I'm familiar with them. It's sort of uh, definitely know China like uh, has that and been sort of they've been using it for a while. I, my wife, her best friend, and her husband actually are teaching there, sort of like as sort of foreigners. It's kind of they're living there now and sort of we've had some interesting conversations with them. But then, like once we learned that they had that sort of social credit thing, I think. All of my weird sort of uh, big brother paranoia about that place was sort of validified in some ways. You know, I mean, I think there's a Black Mirror episode about that, too, for sure. Oh, where, yeah, totally. Uh, where they sort of use that. And like, we're already doing that. Mm -hmm. But I think that can be implemented in some super strange ways. I think there was one where, like, if you help somebody home when they're drunk, you get, like, credits. You know, yeah. it's really weird stuff. Yeah. Like, you help somebody with their groceries or something. You yeah, get like, you know, part of me is like, man, this is like, if you're like a hippie, you're like, this is a dream, man. You know, it's sort of like... <laughs> You know, what would incentivize us to just be nice? You know, I get that. Um, but I think it's a little spooky. Well, yeah, it's really know. spooky when like, oh, you weren't nice to that person or you said an off color joke. So now you don't get your weekly credits. You know, you don't get your weekly Biden credits. So you can't go and buy food this week. Or, you know, like your your car is deactivated because you were yeah. you've been speeding too often or or you are no that one I'm actually not super against. That might be that's not a terrible idea. Like, no, it's like, not a terrible idea. Cars but... are like, wait a second, you've been driving like a complete asshole. It's time to take a break. You're like, all right. But it is terrible. <laughs> it is terrible. Just joking, because... but, yeah. No, I know, I know. It's just any yeah. any sort of but that uh... could happen. It could. Yeah. It could. And 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 then I heard Bonnie, I don't know, I you you guys in Canada are starting to do this on the corporate level, right? I don't know if you if Bonnie, I don't know if you're familiar with that, but I know up in Canada they started sort of adopting um, I think in a corporate level, they're adopting the social, uh, the social rating system. And, um, I, you know, I don't even know what that means. What does that mean in a corporate level? Your social rating, you know, like you, you were, you were respectful enough to other people. I, I don't know. You know, I don't even know how this shit works. Yeah. I think it seems like something some robot is like creating right now for us. Like, wait, you, guys, <laughs> Be like, you guys are really kind of evil to each other. Like, I'm going to solve Earth's problems. I'm just going to make some weird algorithm that's going to force them to just be nice to each other. And we're all going, okay. 
Well, you I know, mean, like it, there'd be some like conspiracy, like robots taking over, just trying to save us, or the like, aliens. <laughs> like, These guys just keep blowing each other up. We got to throw in some like credit score system from some galaxy that we were like, this might work for these humans. You know, <laughs> it, you know it worked for this. They worked for this planet. They seem to be doing way better now. We we. <laughs> I, I just see us just turning on them anyways. Just even if things are better, there's going to be some guy who's just like, can't tell me what to do. It's just going to start shooting randomly at spaceships and shit. I mean, we are we already live in a system where there is a credit system. I and mean, if you're an asshole enough to people, you're, you lie, you cheat, you steal shit. People start to say, I don't really want you around. I mean, it's sort of we have some of that in place already. And we have resumes, mm. <laughs> you know, references. It's almost like it's like a weird version of that. But I think the dangers of technology is it could be manipulated. Yeah. Plus, people would probably start being like, how would you know if someone's being nice for real or if they're just trying to up their credit score so they can, you know, get a better home loan? Right. You know, or something like Right. You know, it's a, a, and Bonnie brought up a good point. Kindness doesn't equal truth. I mean, you know, no, it doesn't. a lot of this stuff that's happening now with this whole, the whole woke movement, um, you know, like it, there's some stuff that we have to just sort of eat as truth when we know scientifically is this is not correct, you know, at least right. in science. And we sort of have to accept that as truth. Um, and, 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 you know, like if you say anything to question that all of a sudden your social rating goes way down, right? Like you can yeah. get attacked on Twitter. Or, it's like, Hey, we're kind of trying to figure this out. I don't know yeah. if we've figured out what the answer is here, but right. it's sort of created, you need discourse to have to figure out what this really means. I think that's a fear where just because I have a different opinion about something doesn't mean that we're both not trying to get to the real, like kind of truth of this situation. And it doesn't mean that your opinion is invalid, but it seems to be most of the time there's something in the middle that gets you closer to whatever. It's like a compromise, you know, I think between science and also just, you know, what feels right. Right. <laughs> you know? well, and there sort has of. to be a balance, which, you know, like that, that's the thing I hear a lot. And that was my opinion for a long time is like facts don't care about your opinions, but, but people do. And so facts do have to be sort of presented in a way that's palatable for people, which, you know, it is sort of infantilizing folks, but I suppose that's where we're at. We sort of have to spoon feed this shit, but even yeah. when people do do it eloquently, even when people do present facts eloquently and, and you know, and they, they, they say it in a, in a way that's moving, there's still people out there who are like, fuck you, that's not right, you're an asshole, you're a piece of shit, you're a white supremacist, you know, like, it's all that, you know, they're trying to manipulate society. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, I, I think it's more about dividing, right, divide, conquer, control. That's the main thing, I think, and we've all known that for a long time, like, that the reason why that term exists, this is not a new thing, man, I mean, divide yeah. and conquer, it's like, it's like the oldest trick in the book, right? It's probably, you know, I'm assuming some guy in like a robe like wrote that down. Some piece of stone or like some piece of stone or some shit, you know, just like divide and conquer. Like, how do we how do we mess this place up? Well, let's give this whole country two different ideas and keep telling them they're both right. You know, and like oh, shit. Yeah. You I know, mean, so and then we can come in and like take shit over. You know, it's sort of it's mm -hmm. sad that's kind of the truth. I think, especially we live in a two-party system and like we're sort of forced to do that no matter what. I mean, yeah. it's like we like we like the NFL. There's always a winner and a loser. I think. And younger generations are moving away from that that reality you know i feel like i'm at the i believe i'm the oldest uh millennial possible i was are born you? in 81 so i'm like i'm like a, i'm the grandfather of the millennials you're, you're so an I feel elder like millennial elder really i'm yeah, an elder millennial and yeah. so I, I do feel like there's something there where even myself aren't driven by the same things that like my father and even grandparents are in some ways it's very right. different well I mean, money 
money is all that is important. I think we're all starting to realize it's a bit, bit fake too. It seems to be like they're just making this shit up. So. Yeah, we're just printing it. We're just printing. We're just printing this shit. No, up. just making stuff up, right? Yeah, it seems just, to be we're just going like, as we go. And be empowering too. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I do, I don't know if the youth is moving away from this because the youth does seem to be sort of uh, glomming on to this extreme. Uh, this extreme woke idea again, where if you question it, you know, you, you it, which, which that whole uh, idea, the, the whole woke movement has been sort of co-opted into the, the left and the, and the Democrats, you know? And so I, I do think that they have sort of um, chosen a side, you know, and, 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 and even, even though the, the Democrats only, I mean, these are only useful idiots for them, right? Like sure. BLM was useful for them. And now we don't hear about BLM. And in fact, BLM is protesting the mandates, the, the vaccine mandates right now. Sure. No yeah, yeah. one's talking about BLM protesting yeah. vaccine yeah. mandates because of their racist fucking mandates. I mean, this shit is. Well, well in some ways it's like that would, cause that's a unifying event, right? You might have a lot of people who have been against black lives matter. And they're like, wait a second, they're in the civil liberties and some of their rights too. Maybe this is something we share in common. Now, right. It's not going to save all the problems, but it is something, yeah, it doesn't fit the narrative, right? Mm, I think that's, not. for me, as much as, like, I've moved out of sort of the conspiracy world. I mean, I've, you know, like I say, 9-11 happened when I was 20, yeah. you know? So I was like, Jesus, you know, <laughs> I, think I, started seven. <laughs> I think I started smoking weed in 2002, <laughs> you know? So I was like, and the internet was like, have you seen this video? And I was just like, uh, you know, so I've been there, I, I but I think that it provided me to question both sides and try to, right. but it also made me realize I don't fucking know anything that's going on. Actually, this is really complicated. I think that's my right. biggest thing. I try to tell people is like, this is complicated. Right. It's not just this or that. It's not just Biden wants to fucking eat children. It's like, there's a whole, uh, there's a whole, uh, uh, um, what do you call it? There's a whole, um, there's a whole group of people that are working on these things, you know, it's like, so there's always somebody who has a different idea about how to go forward on things. And then, oh my God, I'm not explaining myself good here. I'm not. Like too, many, too many cooks in the kitchen too. too, I mean, many this cooks part in, too. Yeah. Yeah. How does that really work in the end from a sense of trying to make democracy work? It's like, right. Well, I mean, but that's me. the sense of democracy, right? Is that we come together and make a decision as a collective. And so, yeah. but, but that doesn't, I don't, I don't know if that's even a thing anymore. When you look at these politicians who are so yeah. like hardlining their ideas and their, and, and their party, it's like, it, it's only creating the divide, you know, it's only pushing the divide forward this idea that you know when when we're divided people how do you how do you come together to protest or to to work against powers that be who are trying to take advantage of us it's like yeah. when we're all separate and we all hate each other we're all fighting each other instead of the people who are trying to really oppress us which is the powers that be i mean it's, it's i think that's the biggest realization yeah. i think and i think that's my fear of the left is like i think the right has sort of realize some of that and the left used to it's all it seems to be whoever's in power then they have culture amnesia and they're like oh. you know what i mean you're like even like when like we pulled out of afghanistan like all of a sudden the whole left like a lot of democrats were like what are we doing leaving like we should fight wars forever i'm like wait a second like <laughs> i thought this is i'm not that old i can't remember when like our whole point was get the fuck out as soon as possible exactly. even obama was like get the fuck out of there this is a terrible idea right and everyone's right. like yeah and then now we're like no it's about the the schools and you're like, wait, that was, you know, 15 years ago. You know, it's sort of, it makes me worried that people are that short-sighted in their, their memories because you're forced to pick sides. You know, it doesn't make any sense. I think that's like, 
oh, they, they're, you know, oh, the, you know, the, the right wants to get out of there. Well, I guess we want to stay then, I guess. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. We well, have we to, should. because we can't agree. We agree. Like them. if we're agree, then we're all, like, I don't understand. Like, it's like, it, it's like, you're not allowed to agree on most, which is very weird. I thought is awful. it feels so much better to agree with people. Even people who I disagree with on religion, mm-hmm. politics, you know, all kinds of stuff. When you agree, it's almost like a bonding experience. I feel like it's, you can be euphoric and sort of finding common ground. I mean, damn. It is, I, it is amazing. Yeah. Um, him, yeah. Yeah. Sort of people aren't seeking that anymore. It's more like, how can I find the person who doesn't, who I can't find common ground with, even though I didn't even try. <laughs> now I'm going to like tell them how terrible they are. So we, we don't even have a chance to have a conversation. Call them stupid but, and deplorable. And like the Scarlet Letter. I don't know if you're familiar with that, that, that yes. book. We were forced, I don't know if you were forced to read that as a kid. I, it's like I'm one of those books for some reason I remembered. Like I've seen the Demi Moore movie. <laughs> Perfect. That's, you know, enough, but <laughs> I know enough. There is something about that, like marking people mm-hmm. well, and yeah. sort of like it doesn't give you context. So then they walk down the street and you're just like, well, there's the whore. Yeah. And you're, well, well, no, it's complicated. Like, you know, this is maybe, you know, it's sort of it's not as simple as that. Well, you know? right. We're creating others, an other class like like and that this class is is less than us. Like the unvaccinated are less than us because yeah. they are killing us. So if they die from covid that it's okay for us to be like, well, that's what they get for being fucking anti-vaxxers and trying to kill my grandma. You know, like... No, Reddit, Reddit seems to be all about that sort of... You see sort of these side things all where they're like celebrating and it's probably yeah. everywhere. Yeah, well, I mean... Part of me still hesitant to be like, this is probably a conspiracy. Like, people I, are trying to do I this. saw on fucking Twitter today, um, someone was like, uh, Candace Owens is a cunt. And that was the whole thing. And I'm just like, wait, I you could just say that on Twitter now? Like, I thought, like, now, if that was directed towards AOC, I feel like that would get blocked and, and thrown out. But since it's going against the other side, the other side, which I, I don't want anyone to get me wrong either. Like, I, I don't identify as a Democrat or Republican. I'm not. No, I don't either. My, my joke is I'm a, I'm a, this is pretty pretty strange but i'm a libert socialist libertarian which is, you think about <laughs> leave me like, alone like, give me everything <laughs> you're like wait a second like leave me alone and just give me some but at the end of the day i think what what i how i see that is like culturally i'm libertarian i think free ideas free expression mm-hmm. uh the right to you know partake in certain drugs you know freedom of thought all these things politics religion those are really important but i think on a money level i think because humans are just so gross like we gotta regulate it pretty hard you know what i mean it's not don't take away and you know it's not about socialists where like we decide what you are i mean that's some weird shit i would you know that's i have zero percent support that right i think the idea that you can really just at the end of the day just tax the shit out of rich people and then so you provide for your name you're just your basic shit which is like an education food water and a place to live after that i think it should be the wild west <laughs> well you know yeah. i mean that's a, that's the libertarian of me like hey once yeah. those things are provided for you if you're still fucking up and your life's a mess that's kind of on you but like if these things are there for you even resources for mental health all that stuff like you have to really do a lot of work to try to fuck up your life in some ways but our system now is so much like left people are left to their own um and a lot of it's because you just don't have resources to help people too so but you know but I'm still a libertarian at, at the core because I just free speech. All those things are so important. You know, as a musician, it's very dangerous where, you know, I haven't at this point had to question anything I've done as an artist. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, would some people not see this as okay? Like we have a song called Lucy and the Fuzz where I actually, uh, I cross-dress in it. I dressed up as like a prostitute and I actually had my wife and a friend of ours uh, flip the roles where they were female, became male cops, had like mustaches on. And we did this in like 2016 or something. 
and I did the whole thing and never for a moment did I ever think like, is this offensive? Like, is this distasteful to perhaps someone who's trans or someone mm-hmm. who has sort of, who's a prostitute or something or anyone who had this experience even. Right. But to me as an artist, I'm like, what the fuck? This is all satire. This is supposed to like, and the whole song is about police officers who were using their collateral weight and ability to actually use prostitutes to like have sex with, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, Oh, we know stuff about you. So now we have, we have dirt on you. And also prostitutes can do the same thing. We're like, Hey, I was just like in the back of your car doing stuff to you. Like I, I have some shit on you too. So it's almost like this game back and forth. And I was trying to show it's not always as simple as just a dirty cop. Sometimes the prostitutes play in this, but at the end of the day, their power out trumps it. You know, that was the point of the video. But I even went out in like that Halloween and performed in that outfit you know, Halloween show, I wore heels, did the whole thing. It was great. I had a great time. But right now, I don't know if I would do that. I at least have to ask myself, could this be sort of seen as distasteful? You know, I don't know if that's true or not, but I think it's a little different just from a sense of like, because it would put me on some sort of idea of sides or something that I don't respect trans people or, which is the farthest from the truth. You know, if, if, if anything, I thought it was an homage to drag queens and stuff, which I've always enjoyed, love watching drag queens and I've done documentary footage with them and sort of it's I've always been sort of you know really interested in it. So it's so creative. Yeah. I mean Hamburger Mary's is a good time. I don't know if you've been there, but it's it's a no. good time. I had a great time. I, I went there for my birthday. Uh people get mad at, at others' opinions and block them and refuse to have an open discussion about their differences. Yeah. And and, and you know, right above that, Hippie was saying, How do we come together? And you know, I think that's an interesting question followed up by like, you know, the result of, 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 of not coming together, you know, and the thing to do, I think my idea about it is how do we bridge the gap? Well, we talk to each other. We, 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 we have conversations and we have conversations that are sometimes uncomfortable. I mean, you guys have been here when I'm getting eaten alive and you guys seen me squirming, you know, and, and, and vice versa, we especially on this channel, we have a lot of, of, of uncomfortable conversations, but these are the conversations that I feel like we need to have in order to sort of get to a point where we can sort of agree and see, you know, and yeah. see where people are coming from. Because it's really, it's just we're assuming that, every, you know, if you don't agree with me, that we have nothing in common and that we will never be able to be friends or family or whatever the situation is. And that's just not true. I got I got people, you know, like I'm not a Trump supporter, but in, but, you know, I don't hate people who tr- support Donald Trump. And in fact, I can see I was actually I was uh, I, I can see why some people voted for him, because I, I started watching some old uh, debate videos from when he wasn't even uh, the presidential candidate yet. Mm-hmm. And he is like literally talking about fucking he was talking to Jeb Bush, who is George Bush's brother. I remember when he kind of took him down today. Oh, he took him down hard. He was like, hey, you know, like, we're, they lied to get us into Iraq. You know, like, they, you know, they, they, they're liars. These guys are liars. Why do you want these? You know, and, and at the time, you know, they were in Jeb Bush country. So the audience turned on Trump. He hadn't won people over, but he's yeah. talking about real shit that really, really, you know, like when he was saying that shit, and like you know, if I didn't have the if I didn't have the experience of living through a Trump presidency for the you know the last four years, yeah, yeah, you know, I could see myself getting like kind of ramped up about like, damn, he was really saying some real shit, and yeah. too bad he didn't really you know come through on a lot of shit that he was gonna was supposed to do, and he actually made things much worse. But it's it's um 
you know, like I can see why people wanted to vote for him because he did he did talk about this kind of shit. How there's there's shadow ga- governments and 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 <clears throat> you know the deep state and and all. Yeah. He also said some really stupid, pretty racist leaning shit. But uh, but you know he did say some really interesting things that you know if if he wasn't who he was would have appealed to me too. You know, like but he's just yeah, I, I, just I, so tired. Like, there's a very there's a very small part of me I think that uh, like when I was a little more into some conspiracy stuff, I actually saw I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with Alex Jones and sort of, of this whole. Story. Uh, and so, you know, I was in, again, like I told you, like 9-11 happened when I was 20. I was right. like, uh. yeah. so like he was a time only guy really offering, offering some sort of counter. Well, he predicted argument. it. He predicted that. I know. I know. I remember that one. Now he I would say it. Alex predicts like about 4,000 things a year. So you're going to, you know, <laughs> like, be hey, right I was about a baseball stuff. player. Like if you swing, you know, if you hit 300, you're a Hall of Famer. So, uh, <laughs> right. I think it helps, but, uh, but in some ways that was true though, because there were things there that plays into that narrative. But I think. You know, Trump, this, this is actually funny. I met Trump twice, even before he ran, ran for uh, president. No. I was, a golf, I was a golf caddy in the 90s uh, <laughs> at Firestone uh, Country Club in Akron, Ohio. I'm not sure if you're familiar at all. No, I'm uh, familiar with Akron, but I'm not familiar yeah. with the golf club. So, yeah, Firestone Country Club, it's like it's like the, the Firestone tires or whatever. It's Akron, Rubber City, you know. Yeah. Uh, but they have a pro-am there. It's a professional tournament, but they let, like, celebrities in, sort of. And it's in Akron, Ohio, so you're not getting, like, super famous people or some shit, you know. It's, like, <laughs> mostly just rich, rich guys, like, from Ohio, mm-hmm. you know. They were just sort of, you know, probably owned some corporation. And so, you know, I was a caddy because I played golf in high school. And uh, our golf coach had some ins there. So we would go there during the year, and we, we would caddy for, like, these professional guys, you know. These, you know and so uh, the car, these cars pull up, so they're, like, valet, and we take their clubs out of their car. I mean, you know, put them someplace on a golf cart. So at some point we'll have them ready when they come out. And so that's going on and every day. We're like, as we're there, the first day everyone's doing it, they tip great. Like I was making bank, you know, this is like 97 or something. You know, I probably made like $150, you know, um, I'm sure I bought some dumb shit, you know, but, uh, of course. why wouldn't you? Well, these guys are coming through, always tipping really great. And we weren't doing much. You're just like, oh, these guys are rich. It's nice. So like this car pulls up and fucking Donald Trump walks out. You're just like, and at the time it was sort of like, I was like, hey, that's that guy from, Lifestyles rich and famous. He was sort of like a weird celebrity at the time. He, like, right, really right. You know, he like owned some casinos, I think, mm-hmm. or something. So he comes out, we grab his clubs, fucking no tip. <laughs> no tip. Like nothing. Just ghosted us, right? And like we were, and that's all I remember. We were just like, because we were stoked. We're like, oh fuck, this is Donald Trump. He's gonna like, we're gonna like, this is like one of the richest guys around, right? And nothing. And he just leaves, and we're all just like, from that moment, I was just like, fuck this guy. Fuck. You know what I mean? It's like, what is this shit? You know what I mean? Like everybody else tipped you know what i mean i even like the caddy i went on like and he gave me a hundred bucks afterward i just walked around and like handed some shit you know it was a great time oh man i remember that right and so like all right so that was 96 and then you got like about 2006 it's 10 years later i'm in detroit for wrestlemania of course uh, of course right <laughs> uh, donald trump's there he was uh he had a hair versus hair match for his vince mcmahon no uh, way that was the stipulation where it's like his like he was gonna have like there was two wrestlers who represented Vince or him. And so he had a wrestler that, you know, like if he beat Vince, his guy, then Vince would shave his head or whatever. It was yeah. a big ordeal. And so I, I don't remember much just being like, this is kind of stupid, whatever, Donald Trump. Like, hopefully they shave his head because that would be cool, right? And I'm like, that would yeah. be a memorable thing. Lord, it would show that he has no ego, that he's actually like, he's he wants to put on a show, right? Like, you know, he, he'd take one for the team, right? Yeah. That's the whole idea. You think you're going to see it. No, his guy wins. Vince gets his head shaved and he just goes on. You know, so I was just like, fuck that guy. <laughs> it's all about him, right? Like, that was not about like, because as a wrestling person, I was like, I would respect you more if they let you shave your head because you would look like a fucking idiot. You know? <laughs> 
<laughs> so that was the two times I saw him in person, you know, and sort of like to me, like I was never going to vote for the guy, but I understood why people did at the time for sure. That was where I was trying to get where I come from a place where people lost jobs, like, you know, the mm-hmm. industrial area that my dad had to move to Alabama to just get, you know, work because the industry is the steel industry is just gone. Right. So like right. Ohio's lost a lot. So I get why Ohio wanted Trump because he pretty much told people he would bring that shit back. Right. Which he did. That's all they cared about. You know, I don't think it was, they were, it wasn't racism. I don't think it was, I mean, they, Ohio voted for Obama twice. Yeah. And they were like, Trump, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. You know, on paper, you think, man, you guys are a little all, all over the place. Well, I here. mean, literally the Obama, Obama literally handed the car industry a bailout and like all the yeah. banks that got us in this position. And that's yeah. where I think he lost a lot of people because how many people do you know that in this region had to take a fucking pay cut, lost their fucking, What's the thing that you pension? People are losing pension. All those things taken away. Yeah, they lost. Fucking, they had to take pay cuts if they wanted to keep their jobs. Uh, you know, yeah. and that was, and, and that's leading all the way back to Joe Biden in the fucking in in the what the God, I forgot all this stuff. I am such a stoner. <laughs> but I mean, this is like this is all leading back to. You know, a, well, like NAFTA, a lot of stuff Naf- happened. Thank you, that. NAFTA. Yeah, exactly. So NAFTA. Democrats were about free. We're about free trade and open trade, which you know you can have a really long, complicated conversation about if that's good for people, what it means. But no matter what, it took a lot of jobs away from yeah. the Midwest, especially the Midwest. Yeah, that's that's really no matter what. That's what happened, right? So what do you do with all these people? They're fucking pissed. Oh, I tell you what you do with them. You make the '94 crime bill and you lock them up in jail and put them to work for yeah. slave labor. I know, even worse, right? Yeah, like, so get put the jobs away and then find ways to get them to more or less, you know, make license plates for a quarter a day or some shit. You know what I mean? And so, like, yeah. a lot. Thankfully, a lot of that stuff. And that's one thing with Trump. Me, and my dad, and my dad is like one of those guys who's like, I. I hope Trump gets, you know, hung or something, you know, like he's like, I hate the guy, whatever, but he's, he definitely understands now. Like there are things he did that were great, you know, criminal reform. He did some good stuff there. You can't argue that, you know, that's where it's tough where you, like, you can't pick sides on everything. Sometimes even like shitty people do nice stuff, you know, it's sort of like, well, and, and, know, and his rhetoric about ending these endless wars, you know, yeah, and just spot on. Great. That's just cause he's not a puppet from that machine. Right. Like, so there, 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 that's the stuff I get why people liked him. And yeah. it's sort of like, well, there's plenty like what about Jesse the body Ventura, right? Like that makes more sense to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm still perplexed. Like, why was it him? Like, literally, I think Jesse Body Ventura would still be president. Like, he would be like, he's a governor, he's a libertarian, he was a pro wrestler, he's anti-war, <laughs> pro. you know, He was a fucking uh he was a uh Navy, Navy SEAL, like b- before yeah. they were Navy SEALs, right? Wasn't he like one of the yeah, first? He was like, oh yeah, like OG shit. You know what I mean? That guy ran like he, he's even been on Alex Jones. I mean, he's out there enough, but he's also like actually a really Seemed like a good person. Oh yeah, it's thank you, of, thank you, Bonnie, for for yeah. dropping some Ric Flair. <gasps> we like wrestling too. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that Ric Flair might have been at that show that Trump was at. You know, strangely. <gasps> but, but I do think like it sort of is. Uh, oh shit! I'm sorry. R. That, Kelly was found guilty. Good. No yeah, yeah, shit. That, <laughs> no shit. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. No, like yeah. Is there seven videos of that now? You know, out there? <laughs> I'm sorry. Please finish what you were saying. I, I, I yeah. I'm so sorry. But it also, I mean, it's kind of on topic. I mean, some of the Trump stuff is similar to R. Kelly, but it's about power and sort of self-preservation. I think. So, you, like, my me saying like he didn't tip, he does these other things. It was all about him. I think that was the thing where having a president who's obviously about himself doesn't it doesn't trickle down to you. You know, I don't know how that anybody ever thought that would work. Yeah, from a political standpoint, right? Of just sort of why he wouldn't do everything just to keep himself in power. You right. Know? And I think that's that's why I don't know why people voted for him again. The first time I get it, I can. I, I'm not even confused why he voted for him. I mean, 
I mean, he was literally going up against someone who had like has a conspiracy that they've murdered, you know, dozens of people. You're right. You know, it's sort of like I'm not saying that's true, but like no one, you know, other candidates didn't have that on the resume of like potential things, you know. So it was like a really weird, you know, cocktail of shit that kind of got us to where we were. But yeah. And then they give us Biden because everyone needs sort of like a sleeping pill after that, you know. That but it's it's you know, they sort of. literally want people to take sleeping pills because as this guy <laughs> bumbles through his can or his his, so his presidency, hard, he's he, yeah. he's really going out of his way to like to really fuck us over. I mean, like this this whole stimulus package where he's fucking us yeah. and and I, oh, there's so God, I wish I wasn't such a stoner. The, my whole weekend was filled with like just filling my head with information. Now I can't remember any of it. So whatever. Biden for me is like he's he's like he's exactly what the corporate Democrats are. So and yes. there's no real change there, right? So it's the same old, same old, which is like at least a starting point. Like I'm not too bitter about him because at least it was like a starting place. And the only thing I do like about him, I think he's old enough now that I don't think he gives a shit as much about like his party and stuff, because he's kind of got that like Damn, I'm just so old. I'm just, I'm going to have to just maybe do the right thing here. You know, not everything, right? You know, with money, it's more complicated. But some stuff, I feel like. Well, coming, pulling us in Afghanistan was awesome. I was like, go Biden. But the way that yeah. it went down, and he, and the way that he bombed those innocent people on the way out. Afterwards, know, yeah, yeah. You I know, mean, most of this is sort of standard stuff. That's what sucks, you know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Kamala yeah. will deal with it. Yeah, I mean, that's probably. And he's the worst too. I mean, that was the other thing too. Yeah, sort of uh, picking a sort of a, a vice president that no one wants too. It was sort of like the weirdest thing. It was like they picked the two candidates that no one wanted, and then they shoved really, them down truth, their yeah, throat. Sort of. And, yeah. and, and and it was just very obvious what they were doing when he, when he was like, we're going to get a black woman as a vice president as yeah. he's like, you know, he's he's so happy for the BLM protesters who are setting sure. you know, BLM and Antifa. I don't want to put it all on BLM, but, you know, like yeah. th- there was a lot of there was a lot of fire bombings of government buildings last year. <laughs> oh, there was quite a few. No, it was chaos. Uh, I do, it's so weird. It's like it's so weird that like it's just gone. Right. And like yeah. it's so weird. Like how did like. How do we go from just burning stuff to the ground to like the next year we're all just kind of sitting out like you know having brunch together? It's very weird. <laughs> it's you know I mean? Like everyone felt like it was the end of the world, and it was like, nah, we're just back to doing the same old shit. We just kind of got a little wily for a minute. You know, it's you know, very we weird. Were a little, we were a little locked up, locked down. We just needed that's a, that's a, that thing. That was probably honestly most of it is yeah. But no one had jobs to go to, so you're like, fuck it. What am I gonna do? Just run around the streets? You know, you I just burn shit down. Either. That's fun. Yeah. You know, I had, my son was four when that started, you know, so to um, me, it was like, a, I didn't, I don't have time to go do any of that. I got like, you yeah. know, manage this whole thing. So I'm like, you know, no, I got invited to the protest here in town, which ended in, in tear gas and broken windows. And, and, and uh, no, I'm not yeah. going down there. Like, why would I go down there? Like, I'm not go- like I have a I have a seven year old son and, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I have family. Like, I don't give a shit. Like. I do give a shit. I do care. I do. I. I. I have so far. I have biggest problem with authority, and and that's the. I think the the most confusing part is that the party that I was associated with, this idea, the left, you know, this liberal ideas is something that I associated with so hard, and now when you look at what's going on and look at what that represents now, it's like they're just bowing down to corporatism. They're bowing down to authority. They're defending. They're defending authority and defending these people who are literally trying to fuck us over at any chance they get. Like, what happened? I thought we were the fucking party of rebels. Now we're the parties of fucking uh, of bend over and, and, and do whatever we're told. 
and, and very true no i mean like the, the right now is like we're the guys who swear and like we're against censorship and like you're like what the fuck happened like i was like when i was a kid you guys didn't want us to play video games like right. i don't like know what happened you know it was sort of like right it's very it, different it, you know? it's very di- lefties won in germany as well hooray or maybe not well look i don't know what lefties are in germany moving dutchman i don't know what that means in german in germany I think that whole country's left by default so i don't even know what the heck that even means you know I, <laughs> I don't, you know, like, I don't, what's up, buddy? Thanks for being here. It's good to see you, my friend. Yeah. Um, oh, I- it is good. I mean, to me, like, the issue with why I would still vote Democrat is because I feel like there's, they're more malleable. I think the right and where they're structured are far more institutionalized and they're more derived from, like, church, churches and more mm-hmm. religion. There's a bit of that yeah. still there, like the demigod, the savior. Yes. You know, as much as, like, people think, people think Fauci is, like, on a pedestal, but no one ever thought he was, like, bringing jesus back you know and some people like thought trump was really sort of a spiritual oh, yeah. like like he yeah. was bringing the shit back like this yeah. was like he was like the messiah and i think any party that sort of can't ever really address that because they know they'd lose too many people it's hard to work with mm-hmm. that you know where i understand like i'd be more like the tea party people i'm like all right I can at least talk to you about this shit you know right. you know when taxes all right i mean this is complicated but i don't never felt like they were trying to sort of they seek, they want to seek out sort of individuals to like do it for them. Yeah. You know, and I think that's sort of like the left also has that problem for sure. You know, where they, they look, they look to officials too much. Well, know, no, really moving Dutchman, when he says spiritual, he's saying that people saw him as a God, which is true. I mean, if, if, is he, have you seen the weird? Yeah. The like Q not Q even Anon? like joking more like yeah. he's actually going to bring back like, like the like the, the whatever the it second is. coming yeah. yeah like yeah 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 there's definitely a part of people. if you if you watch did you watch the QAnon or follow any of the QAnon stuff no, i want to watch the hbo documentary the hbo documentary really is like, the yeah. shit because gods have t- extra tiny hands but no when you look through these threads when you look at like what these people really did believe that he was gonna come down and, and overturn votes and and you know and, and have fucking uh his vice president put to death or something you know like people really did think that donald trump was something higher than human and when you watch yeah. the QAnon doc or if you follow it at all like you can see how deep this shit goes so moving dutchman yeah. yes people uh people looked at him as a spiritual figure because they really did think that he was gonna drain the swamp and change everything and well, they- yeah, even this that level, like even when Bush, I'm old enough to remember that there were, especially during like the post 9-11, people saw him as in the same ways. Like they were kids like like bowing down and worshiping him like yeah. he's like he's, he's going to bring in God's army. Right. And I think that's pretty real that people that wasn't widespread. You know, I never saw anybody in my own life, you know, praying to a George Bush pinup, <laughs> but uh, it, it did exist. Right. And so. Well, yeah, it's because not, people it's are probably like, less common than not. You he's know, he's a good live, religious you know. man. You know, he's good with God, and that's sure. where I get to. You know, with the the with the Republicans, it's like you get to a certain point. It's like, yeah, you're for freedom of speech, sweet. I get that now. That's weird that you guys are about freedom of speech. But okay, here we are. You know, like they're about all these like very reasonable things that was somewhat liberal at one time, uh, yeah. and then it gets to, but you can't have abortions. <laughs> Cause God says it'll make them cry. You know, like it's like, yeah. and, then, and then here comes God into the situation. And then you have fucking, you know, these Republicans in Texas. He, he, yeah. Creating- no, Trump did, I, you know, as you say, he, said, he did have, the, he did hold the Bible backwards. He did upside down in front of that church. That was some of the weirdest shit ever. Right. <laughs> people watch it. They're like, Oh, there's actual meaning behind that. Right. He's doing upside down because that spells out some sort of date. 
yeah. you know, that he's going to take out yeah. the Democrats. I mean, it was that weird, you know, people were clinging to anything at that point, you know. Yeah. You know, Obama had a culture of celebrity too, you know, it's sort of, it was a different thing, you know, he was cool. Like everyone was like, oh, this guy's so cool. I want to like hang out with him. And you're like, well, he's bombing people right now. You know, he it's sort of like lots of brown people. Yeah, like I'm sorry, but like that's part of it. And I mean, most presidents are guilty by association. It's a narrative. That's a big part of it. I and mean, even Bush now, there's, there's so many people on the left, like they love Bush. They like, oh, he's so great. He paints pictures. He's so nice. Him and Michelle Obama are sharing gum. Isn't this nice? And I was like, you guys were saying Bush was a Nazi. Like, you might, you might even have that tattooed on you somewhere. And right? you're not showing it. You know, I can't believe like, how much people are just <laughs> fucking applauding this fucking war criminal, this lying fucking yeah. war. I'm like, this guy is a fucking dog. Like, fuck that guy. Like, yeah. it, I was so fucking, I smiled so big when I saw that video going around of that uh, of that uh, uh, veteran standing up yeah. when he was talking. I think it was out west. He was talking. That was great. Yeah, you need to see more of that. I think yes. that's so much so real. That was so honest, you know. I, beautiful. Yeah, it's like it's like there was no bullshit there, and the guy's like, "I'm not trying." He wasn't trying to get followers on his TikTok. He was just like, "Fuck you!" Like I, I'm tired of people applauding you. Like I've seen people die because of choices you made, right? And I think that's sort of we forget that, you know. I think fucking garbage people, man. And and, and, like you were saying earlier, it's like we how much have we just sort of forgotten or let go of, and just we just are like, "Eh, "Oh, that didn't happen." So we'll just keep moving forward like this is this is absolutely normal and this is how life should go on, you know? It's just it's really gotten odd. Really And yeah, we're all really like, picky of how we want to preserve life or we're all it's like we're all we're all hypocrites. I'm actually said that earlier like, like with like the hypocrisy really. We all deal with it, right? I'm yeah. I'm just to blame. I'm like, "Ah, save the planet." Like you know, the oil industry is terrible. And like, I had, I don't do recycling. Like I just, I just have it. I'm, I don't know, know why. Like we don't have a recycling container. I'll have to do this call to make it happen. I just haven't. I don't know why. Like it literally, it's the easiest thing. And like, actually, you know, I'm an environmentalist, you know, I justify it. Cause like, we don't have a big output. So I'm just like, I'm not making much garbage, yeah. but even though it's like, fuck me, you know what I mean? What am I doing? Like it's sort of raw, raw hypocrites in some ways, you know, we try to pick, yeah. pick the things we're hypocrites about, you know, that aren't as damaging, you know? And so, you know, part of me feels like most plastic, you know, we're already, screwed so what's the difference you know that part of me is there which i think a lot of people feel that way sometimes but it's not true you know it would still help yeah uh, well and, but and it's hard uh, not to be a hypocrite of, of yourself at times exactly and, you know, and, it's super, like people are always like look look what joe biden said in 1993 or like is he supposed to have the same beliefs and like it's like we all said some weird shit you know so even that's hard where we're going i think that's my favorite like back to the future now is like if they redid that movie, it would just be people trying to go back and see what people said and did so they could like post about it when they went back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's the Back to the Future 4. You're just like, what the fuck is going on? Marty is- McFly dropped the F-bomb and, he, and I don't mean fuck back in 1985. He was being I got, a homo. We got a pretty clear midget joke. Like, cause I had a friend who was a little person and like we used to, we did pro backyard wrestling. And I saw this you know memory of like, you know, Calling him a midget because it was like a Dean Malenko joke or something. I don't know if you know who that is, but uh, uh, is he the, the guy? With the, no, never mind. I don't know. But uh, but it was in the dark, and I remember saying like, "Oh, Malenko's a midget," and I just hear him running at me in the dark, and he starts punching me, and it was like. But now I think how dumb that was. But like we handled it in the moment. But if I had like made that joke on Twitter, you know, Dean Malenko's a midget. Who the fuck knows what happened? You know what I mean? Even though it's not a terrible joke, but it's right. just sort of. I mean, the joke is he's got short arms and legs. He's a little compact guy. It's not a, a terrible joke, but 
you know, that's the stuff I think about sometimes where it's like, you know, well, yeah. we definitely in a different world. Or what, I mean, like, the, the thing is, is that when we were kids, like, we could say, like, terrible things that we would never say now. Like, the F-bomb, <laughs> and I don't mean fuck, you know? Uh, it, sure. There's all kinds of things that... And like, I was trying to watch a movie the other day. I was like, yeah, it was an 80s movie. It's called mm -hmm. like something monsters. Like, my, it's not little monsters, but it's a kid's movie where they fight all these old like Dracula and like the swamp thing. And I was like, I'll watch it with my kid. You know, he's five. I'm like, this can't be that bad. It's PG 13. And like, we're watching it. And it's like these kids in high school or middle school. And it's just like everything is just super homophobic <laughs> and like racist. And like, so many, like, just every like the worst like language. And I'm just like, I just turned it off. I was like, oh, we're watching something else, buddy. He's like, okay. <laughs> I was like, man, like, those are different times. Like, that was Not normal. Age well. Yeah. I mean, like, back when we were doing that, I mean, so, like, if there was a Twitter back when we were just talking and doing things and just... You yeah, know, early 2000s are right, too. Yeah, you're, you're right, lady friend. Like, that's sort of, that's that's not that far off. No, man. it's like, not. Even some early 2000s are kind of cringy to watch looking back at the 2021 ones. Yeah, yeah totally. Totally. The, I mean, mid 2000s, even 2010. It wasn't until about like 2014, 15 when things really started, maybe even earlier than that. It was probably like 2012 ish when all this really started to ramp up. Yeah. But I mean, that was um, a lot was ramping up during that time, too. So. Um, but I, uh, I actually kind of want to look into this R. Kelly thing a little bit, cause, um, this is pretty interesting and I, I guess we are a music podcast, so we should cover some kind of music stuff. Uh, let, let's go have a okay. look at the New Year's. Yeah, what's going on with R. Kelly? So here's some live updates, uh, important takeaways. Let's see, five takeaways. Hold on. I, uh, let's see, update R. Kelly found guilty. One important takeaway from the verdict. What it could mean to the family of singer Aaliyah, who died in 2001, jurors found R. Kelly responsible for the bribe of a government employee that allowed him to marry Aaliyah in 1994 when oh. she was 15. Yeah, I actually remember that story a little bit. Damn, that's even more like, wow. wow yeah, he's, he's going forever. That, that's like some gangster stuff. I that mean, is. Like he's bribing fucking officials. <laughs> Jacqueline and... Get access to minors. I mean, wow. Yeah, I just... <sighs> Uh, the acting U.S. attorney in Brooklyn thanked the 11 men and women who accused R. Kelly of misconduct at the trial. No one deserves that they, no one deserves that they experienced at his hand or the threats and harassment they faced in telling the truth about what happened to them. We hope that today's verdict brings some measure of comfort and closure. We're we gonna just read tweets. What's going on here? Who is this? A woman who testified against R. Kelly in 2008 said the trial that ended on Monday in a guilty verdict was a big relief. The singer Sparkle was hopeful that R. Kelly would elevate her 12-year-old niece, an aspiring rapper, to success when she introduced the girl and other family members to the R&B star. But years later, she would testify at Mr. Kelly's first criminal trial that a sex tape at the center of the case showed. Mr. Kelly having sex and urinating on her teenage niece. Yeah. And you know, it was, you know, it was interesting back then. We are like, Dave Chappelle just made fun of I all I just thought the same thing. It was like, this <laughs> right? Like, he was like, oh, this is kind of funny. And you're like, this is insane. This you is know? horrible. Was, and we, I was that's good laughing. satire. I mean, yeah. I was that's real satire, ass. though. I mean, he was it showing is. how how crazy that shit was, you know? Exactly. And how much people were still, I mean, I ain't going to lie. I still, still supported him for so long, you know, I... 
I still no, step I, in the name of love. I'm not gonna lie. I just no, I, for me it's bump and grind, right? I was like <laughs> I was like 13 when that song came out, like in like the back of a like a minivan with like eighth grade girls. It's yes. like this track's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, You're finger blasting the fucking I believe I can fly. What the fuck? You know, these I was are... hoping that none of that happened because I was the friend, but hey, it was all right. I was at least like <laughs> R. Kelly was inspiring me to like my future self, so it's all right. There you go. Um, even that's pretty bad. You know, what I mean, sort of like that was his first song too. It almost gives you an indicator of like what he was about, you know, in a way that's fucked up. Like sometimes I think about what's the song that really broke a band, you know, sometimes it can like give you some insight to like, you know, who they are. I always actually say like, how did the band start almost is always my one thing, you know? Right. Did R. Kelly start music just to have sex with girls? It seems like that might've been a big part of it. I mean, he was very talented. You know I mean? And so, I mean, <laughs> it's not like he wasn't a talented cat, but gee whiz. Yeah. Like, yeah, so I mean, you got to retrofit him in the sense of like, how does his music fit? Even this morning, like my son asked me what our, our favorite Michael Jackson song was, and I sort of like that's like, even that in itself is complicated. You know, I can't like, my honest answer is PYT, but it's just like I don't know if that's really the best song. That you know, <laughs> pretty young thing. <laughs> yeah, pretty young thing. You're like, wait a second, god damn it, like, damn it. <laughs> but I would actually say Thriller. We'll go with Thriller because that one's got nothing weird like that, and that song is fucking fantastic. But I love it. Yeah, that's. I I I don't care how many. Listen, listen. Everybody's listening to me right now. I don't care how many kids fucking Michael Jackson diddled. I fucking love Thriller. So yeah, and it's like there's sometimes I just like I'm sorry. Like that was the one thing we let him like some listen to. Where like you can watch the Thriller video and then that's it. Like you don't need to like. That's all you get. I mean, after that, it's really confusing, and I don't even know what to tell you. But yeah, Thriller is amazing. You know, it's just sort of yeah. All right, let, let's read through a little bit of this and then we'll move on. But R. Kelly was found guilty Monday of sexually abusing women, boys and girls, for decades, capping oh, yeah. the 90s R&B superstar's stunning fall from grace. The I Believe I Can Fly crooner, 54, was convicted on all nine counts, including racketeering and violations of the Mann Act, which prohibits the transport of any woman or girl across state lines for any immoral purposes he faces 10 years to life in prison the jury of seven men and five women deliberated for about nine hours across two days before reaching their unanimous verdict from the beginning of the month-long trial in the federal courthouse in downtown brooklyn prosecutors painted kelly as a predator who used his fame and cadre for uh, of of employees his cadre of employees to prey on young victims. The case is not about a celebrity who likes to party a lot, Assistant U.S. Attorney Maria Cruz Melendez said in her opening statement last month. The case is about a predator. Um, wow, what is this? R. Kelly sits in the jury form and reads uh, guilty verdict in Kelly's sex abuse. So this is him. This is him getting... There, there's your verdict, you fucking monster. Uh, yeah, he's just a shit. It's like sometimes I'm always like confused how something can go on for so long. You know, I don't always like say like, oh, like, you know, you know, people are guilty by association with it. But it just seems like it reminds me of the Bill Cosby stuff, the Epstein yeah. things where it's like, how does any of this stuff go on for so long? I guess it's just sort of compelling. And usually it just comes down to money. Money. Yeah. If money. you got money and power. There's no point. Like, like you imagine Epstein was trying to run an operation with like 20 bucks and you just got like a hoopie. <laughs> Hey guys, you want to go like hang out and give a massage? They would be like, get the fuck out of here. Like, you know, and it's all about that sort of the money side of it. It was always been, Yo. you know, I think that's how, even with him, it was sort of the prospect of becoming famous and him like grooming, you know, sadly more than that, but the idea of grooming into like an artist and helping you get a shot, you know, mm-hmm. which is 
something I think girl artists have always been fearful of. I'm assuming like that's why you got the, the fact that a lot of more artists can be DIY now and gets rid of that shit too. Yeah. It'd be so frustrating as a female trying to navigate that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, even, even side and all this shit, like, is this person trying to have sex with me? You know, it's like, it just seems so like frustrating where, you know, if you can record your own shit and do your own thing now, you don't need these monsters to prop you up, yeah. you know, to give you a chance, you know, just because you're famous or some shit, you know? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. That was Bill Cosby too. The whole thing was like, oh, I'm going to help you get actually act, acting gigs. You know, if he was just this weird dude talking about put in. Yeah, and like you know, make, you know, maybe he was just a shitty com- comedian, maybe, but it was sort of like he was a good comedian. About, yeah, he sort of fine. that whole like, yeah. Uh, no, but no, you're you're right, and and he it was uh it was definitely a power thing, and I think the biggest thing with Bill Cosby was is how much he would talk shit to directly to other comedians especially young black men young black comedians about yeah. uh, representing their race better by talking oh, better and yeah. like richard pryor and eddie yeah. murphy and, and fucking chris rock he called all these men and was like stop cussing and stop saying the yeah. bad words because pudding pops and that's what's important yeah, yeah. you know meanwhile his no, fingers I... are knuckle deep in some passed out chick in his fucking yeah. in his in his hotel room so it's like fuck it's that crazy. guy he can eat he can he can he can take the dick but but then you saw that he got out right Mike, know, so bizarre yeah Mike, so it's like the fear of this r kelly thing too it's like you find yeah. some sort of oh this person like said this oh i guess it's a mistrial now right. it's so kooky you know you, that's your fear as sort of these victims have to see that shit you know oh god it's horrible uh, cosby's the worst i mean it's like if cosby can get out then anyone can i would say at this <laughs> right? point i mean what the fuck i got had like there's an entire new New York Times page. It was like a, it looked like a hundred women who were like all like, "Yeah, Bill Cosby, you know, did this." It was sort of on a level of just sociopathic, crazy sure. stuff. You know, sure. Sort of very strange, you know. Yeah, absolutely. To prove the record- so see you later, R. Kelly. Well, Space Jam is <laughs> Space Jam still all right. Don't fuck that up. And you know? <laughs> we still love you, Space Jam. Yeah, Space um, Jam's all right. You know, I still believe Michael I Jordan fly. just tried to play baseball and had a gambling problem. You know, that's that wasn't that bad. <laughs> To prove the racketeering charge against him, prosecutors showed juries how Kelly used a network of friends and employees in his inner circle to transport his victims across state lines, control their actions, and facilitate the sexual abuse. Prosecutors from the Eastern District of New York called a parade of witnesses who testified about this abuse with the dis- uh, about the abuse the disgraced singer subjected them to. The first to take the stand was accuser Gerona Pace, who said Kelly repeatedly had sex with her over the course of several months after the two exchanged numbers at a party at the singer's suburban Chicago mansion when she was under 18 years old. Uh, yeah. During the last encounter, Kelly, uh, Kelly, whose full name is Robert Kelly, allegedly became enraged at Pace because she was texting on her cell phone and did not address him when he walked into the room she was in. That she told the jurors, "What a fucking asshole!" Uh, Kelly smacked her in the face and forced her to perform oral sex on him after berating her. She said in court during the testimony she read from a journal. Okay, well we don't need to keep reading. We know he's a piece of shit. And- yeah, good. I and mean, that's that's good. That's sort of kind of that's like the Me Too movement stuff. Is that this this is right in that same space? You know. Like, yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. The social credit system would probably prevent some of this. <laughs> if only Robert Kelly was on uh, a social where credit system. Where are you, China? Yeah. <laughs> where are, yeah, where are you, China? Get over here. We need you. Uh, 
Uh, more R. Kelly's from heaven. Yeah, the 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 rich do have different rules. The rich do have different rules. It's it's yeah. That's as simple as you can say. That's what that is. Yeah. and, And the fact that you know that that Bill Cosby's out and just being free after a lifetime of just destroying women's lives. And the fact that he's just out there living his life, just hey, eating p- pudding pops and shit, is like it, it, it fucking makes me feel just like it's just it's, it, it's just like the worst. I don't know, man. Like I know I I don't have any real connection with those women who got abused. I don't have any connection with with Bill Cosby, but I I fucking hate to see like the hypocrisy of of the society when we're what. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna. I, I'm just. Go, I'm just working myself up. There's no reason for me to keep going because I'm just working myself up. Um, yeah, man. I, I don't he's know. The perfect, you know. He is the perfect example of that because I actually do remember a lot of like watching CNN and he'd be on there, you know, through the '90s, 2000s, just talking shit all the time about other people and like morally and really what that, you know, why he was sort of the moral compass. I think like that's something to look for in other people. Like, I think the people who are telling you that they are the the you know the moral compass that they are the moral high ground yeah. sort of strange enough are the ones who are furthest away from it you know it's like <laughs> yeah that's why i don't trust preachers sometimes it's always yeah. like you know I, I like you're saying all this great stuff and you know but i don't like it seems like sometimes you're trying to make up for your own problems you know and it seemed like that's what's <laughs> right. going on there you know like trying to make up for all your guilt you know and i think with him yeah like Yes, like swear words are the problem in society. I don't think that's the <laughs> not, yeah, not rapists. <laughs> People who cuss. Yeah, exactly. Are the we were talking about that actually coming back from a gig where like uh, Gary, our sex man, we're talking about sort of just censorship and maybe like my kid now, and this is something you have to get, you know, your kid's seven, like when by the time they're adults, do you feel like they're going to be in a place in which there is no censorship now? Like the whole bleeping thing will just be gone. Like part of me feel like this is a dinosaur, right? Like you've got people probably from like 70 to 90 who just like, that shit like gives them heart attacks. Like they like they get <laughs> oh, he said that. Like if they were on TV and I'm just like, fuck you, you bitch. They're just like, huh? They're like, you know, I'm like, all right, maybe we'll save them. But there's gonna be a point where like we're not far from like 60 year olds were like the people who created gangster rap. Yeah. So what the fuck's going on? Like, how are we gonna like are we past that? I thought I was like, I was kind of telling my son because I don't censor stuff with him. I just mm. don't. Like, I'm not trying to like, you know, here, go listen to something here, but I'm also not gonna shelter him because it seems like it's an old thing. You know, even censored music is just such a strange idea. And it's mostly derivative from like the radio and TV, which have like these rules, but mm. with the internet now, I mean, there's like, do you really need that at all? Yeah. You know, will, will that be gone? Like how much longer are we going to get the belief? I guess that's like my question. I, I don't I know. see it being gone in like 10 years. Like I honestly think it's possible. Right. I, I don't think, I think the way things are going is like, yeah, we'll probably lose the bleep. We'll probably be able to see titties on American television during the day, whatever. But but I think I think the censorship is going is shifting into yeah. you can say yeah. fuck you you can show yeah. your tits as long as you're following the narrative and so once, as long as it's not hurting anybody's feelings or something right well, like that's where it gets as, weird right well yeah, as long as it's not hurting anybody's feelings and deviating from the narrative right which feelings yeah. are involved with that now um, so so. It, I do see the censorship sort of going towards like this is what you can talk about, this is what you can't talk about, but we're gonna let through all the, you know, you can do all the the sex, all the hetero gay sex you want to do, you can do all the fucking shit and pussy, whatever, you can say all that stuff, but don't have an opinion 
about you know that you're against abortion or you're yeah. against you know you're against uh, you know homosexuals getting married or something, which you know that's stupid shit that people should let go. But but still there. There are people out there who are very religious who are like, hey, this is not right. I don't believe in that. And that's fine. They can live in their world as long as they're not trying to force that idea on people. And that was the problem is that you had all these people for the longest time coming from the right who were censoring people or saying gays can't get married. And so like this huge pendulum swung back and it was like, no, not only are fucking gay people going to get married, but we're going to have fucking... You know, we're going to we're going to introduce, you know, uh, sex to children in the school now. You know, like now we're going. So there's always far, there's like an overcompensation. Exactly. Happens, right? So now we're, yeah, that's, that's humans too. Yeah. Like, oh, you so, got a door. I'm going to like dive through it. You know, that's sort of like. <laughs> who are we really protecting with these stupid rules? Yeah. Who is. That? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who we're protecting with that censorship. Right. People or who are these children who can't handle who can't handle me? Swear words. Swear yeah. words. Yeah. Like. I don't know. It, it's uh, It does seem ridiculous, but I do see it more going on like the topics of what you can talk about rather than what you can actually yeah. say. That's where censorship is. Yeah, it's more. It's the. In some ways, I'm a, I'm a little more okay with that because it's about the context in mm-hmm. some ways, but that's subjective too, right? So that's when yeah. it gets hard to say. Well, how could you? Is this okay to say? Like it didn't offend me. Well, so like, well, is there a robot that's going to know if you're offended or not? And it'll bleep it out for well, you like, if it does How they're not. doing it on YouTube right now um, is that they're incentivizing people to self-censor. So um, they'll demonetize your video if you talk about something like ivermectin or, or sure. alternate therapies to, to treat COVID. They'll demonetize your shit. And, I mean, once you get to monetizing your channel and if you're making pretty decent money off it, you're going to notice that ch- that uh, the episode being demonetized. And yeah. so now you have people who are just not going to talk about that shit anymore because they, they well, they need money too. You know, they, they're in this content creation where they're trying to make money, make a living off of doing what they love. So... They're going to stop talking about ivermectin. They're going to stop talking about lab leak theories and shit, you know, because yeah. they're going to get demonetized. And so that's where we're starting. But I can see it going further, um, you know, and, and just making it. That's interesting. No, I actually think that's sort of government a, yeah, policy. Sort of, it just changes and molds and adapts into different forms. Right. Well, now the government is sort of uh, uh, is is outsourcing their censorship to uh, corporations. So now yeah. they're leaving it in the hands of Facebook and Twitter and YouTube who make these arbitrary decisions on what's right and wrong and what's going to hurt this person's feeling or this is it's tricky. I don't think any humans are able to do that. I think that's no. it's actually funny. You talk about the like someone was bringing up the Bible. I think that's actually like the best example of something that was censored in a way by yeah. people to create a narrative that like is just so off the wall. Like, I think, I don't know if you're that familiar, like I, I got pretty deep into sort of like lost scriptures and like other uh, gospels and things that were taken out of the Bible and all this stuff that sort of like filled in the blanks. And it was sort of really like wild. It was like, Holy shit. It really was just some people at some point who were just being like, ah, this one doesn't work. I don't like this one because this doesn't work with this narrative, you know? So, you know, to simplify it, like there's this like this thing called the gospel of Mary Magdalene, which is supposed to be, it's pretty much about like him having a family, you know, children being married. Like it's like all this weird shit that would like, it's just so weird that like, so it's it's not that confusing that a society based on that book would also be a little more apt to maybe do that. You know, at times when they were already, (laughs) they're like censoring their own, 
God. They're like, no, nah, I don't really like that part that Jesus did. That doesn't work for me. You know, even though I know he's the son of God, but I don't really like that whole, like the whole teenage years. We're just going to, we're going to pass on that. Yeah, you know, we, don't it's like, need, we don't need that. They're like he's born and he's 25. You're like, Oh, what happened? Like, those are some weird years, man. Like, don't like don't ask. Like, don't ask. Yeah, exactly. Like, don't he's ask. just sort of like wet. The joke is like, he's just like having wet dreams, you know, like just like <laughs> hanging out, like, you know, just sort of this like awkward, like pimply kid, you know, just sort of like, Hey, I'm going to turn the water into wine guys. Sure. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, sure. Yeah. You little just, like, twerp. Building shit, yeah. But like, sort of like, but that shows you just sort of, censorship's been a part of us for forever right absolutely you know, if they're censoring the bible like you know of course we're going to censor the internet but right there's more people to have opinions about it now I mean, back then it was literally probably like a couple of dudes which i'm sure who were just deciding that at some point and then it just sort of you know went from there so you know we we all get to kind of make up our own rules sometimes now yay let's hopefully make, let's make up our own rules um modern times must be such yeah. an adjustment for the super religious people since society was created based off christian rules and now they're the yeah. ones being left behind uh there's a reason he started hanging out with prosties <laughs> i gotta get my dick wet yeah he's probably like man you guys are annoying me you keep showing on my door like telling me how great i am I'm just like man i'm not that cool like just gonna go hang out with some hookers yeah. <laughs> well, even like he's like you know the idea of like he's the son of god and i think he's probably just like hey man like we're all like the son of like the children of god man like <laughs> we're all god's children they're like oh wait he's no he's actually born to like He's, he's the son of God. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, I was just trying to tell you guys, like, we're all sort of in this together. You know, it's like, I think that's the comedy film I love, like the misinterpreted Jesus film of just like, well, I mean, God damn it. Like, you guys missed all so much shit here. Like, this I is mean, really Jesus like, him coming of- to modern times and being like, like, what? Like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> you guys got it all wrong. I mean, yeah, like, wait a second. the story of Jesus itself is about about censorship, you know, like murdering this yeah. this dude for talking essentially heresy against the yeah. the Romans. So it's like yeah. they were dealing with that at the same time. Yeah, like he's spot se- on. You know, so se- like- I mean, did you hear about Julian Assange? How the CIA wanted to murder him? Like that just came out today. That. Julian Assange, who is a whistleblower who uh, leaked some uh, papers that uh, that showed the CIA, you know, doing terrible things over in Afghanistan. And uh, he, he was a part of a lot of leaks that, uh, you know, shine light on a lot of atrocities that our government was doing. And so the he was, C- was he WikiLeaks, correct? He's he was WikiLeaks. WikiLeaks. Yes, he was the head okay. of WikiLeaks. And I, and I can't remember what the big thing they leaked. I know they were behind a lot of major leaks but um so they the cia came out today that the cia was had plans had made plans drew up plans to murder him or or assassinate his character and and all these things that just came out and and it's like wait you you guys wanted to murder a journalist because he was calling you out on your shit yeah and 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 so uh, ultimately they didn't end up killing him, but sure. they did end up, you know, I, I think that they probably did end up assassinating his the character. character yeah, the character assassination. Yeah. In some ways, that's almost just as powerful. Or in, in some ways, it's... Sort of I mean, because now Julian Assange is just narrative. a rapist, right? He's just a rapist. He's a fucking <laughs> rapist. Fuck Julian Assange. He's a rapist. Um, which yeah, know, sort of, may or may not be true, so... Yeah, and sort of, he's sort of like, yeah, it's, he's an interesting one. I mean, similar to like Snowden and stuff, too. It's mm-hmm. always like, it's tough to really understand who the enemy is at this point. I mean, in any ways, like, 
I think the more access we have to information, the better, even though information can be forged and it's not always true. You know, it's sort of like, that was my whole thing with QAnon. I was like, at the end of the day, like people are literally reading the screenshots as like evidence. And I was just like, man, I'm pretty sure like that's a pretty shit like form of like evidence, like literally like pixels on your screen and like cropped together and like right. not even Photoshop, you know, probably some like offbeat version of Photoshop, you know, that oh, like, dude. You know, that, that was like always like, you know, guys, like, you got to show you this video. I'm like, it's just fucking screenshots. Like, this is the whole thing. Mm. But, you know, I get the paranoia. I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, the, the Democrats now, like, this is again where it like, gets flipped, where the left seems to be all about the FBI and the CIA. So there's yeah. sort of this moral, like, incredible company that's so, re like, respected around the world right. and, like, they're just out to get the the, the information, like it's like the Hardy Boys. They're or something. to get the bad guys, crime, you know. Yeah. Like you know the Epstein stuff, even Nasser lately. Like they're all it's like a shit show. Like they didn't they covered stuff up and yeah. like all the coups and like intervention in other countries. It's just sort of. I'm not saying they're evil. I think it's unfair to be like the CIA is evil, right? right. That's an unfair. Thing or the government is evil because the unfair. government is like bus there are drivers. Evil people, and, yeah, there are evil people who work in the government. Sure, right. I'll say that. Right, you know, it's sort of. It's all kind of relative that way, but yeah, yeah. I do want to watch that QAnon uh, documentary though. I'm really fascinated because I had a, at least a couple friends who got deep enough into it where I almost had to like just walk away and take a breath. I was like, all right, yeah. we'll talk in a couple years once you let this kind of cool off. Like, it was, like <laughs> I was like, damn it, like, 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 give me like two years, you'll probably be like, yeah, man, I don't know, that was a little fucking weird, but whatever. I'm like, all right, let's just go hang out and drink beer. You know, it's not. Uh, yeah, um, I, I don't know, though. I don't know if in a couple of years it's going to cool out. Like, I don't know. I so. Like, it seems like it's just ramping up. <laughs> like, it does. Like, especially does Trump is coming back. And I know. Like, I, it's all. I mean, it's not going away. Like, this energy, whatever this energy is, it's not going anywhere. Whatever this lockdown, like, like, because the biggest thing that we, I think this country or the world even, but especially in this country, what they saw was the veil sort of ripped off during this pandemic. They saw the cracks and the lies and the hypocrisy. And like, you can walk through a restaurant with your mask on, but you can sit at the table with your mask off yeah. because COVID respects boundaries. Uh, so it's like it's not about logic a lot of it's about feelings you know i think exactly. that's like for me there's any danger in like how we're moving forward as humans is like being empathetic is there is some yes we need to become more empathetic as humans that's that helps but yeah. i think basing decisions on emotions and feelings is super dangerous because that goes like that goes equally like oh i just want to make sure everyone's safe and sound and happy right well good luck with that, that ain't gonna fucking happen but you also have people who you know are just consumed by fear and it makes them do logical stuff, you know? So it's yeah. just sort of, it's not possible, you know, for no one to not feel, you know, sorry, like was the suffering as part of existence. And so, yeah, that's the biggest thing that people don't want to understand is that to make any kind of gains in this world, you have to have some kind of suffering involved. I mean, you don't have yeah. to, but, but it helps and it helps you maintain your, your character throughout any kind of successes or failures you have. And, uh, you know, you, the, the, the best one I love is, is the, I think Joe Rogan makes this is like, if, when you work out, you know, you have to stress your body out and, and, and you have to suffer through this workout, but at the end of it, you feel amazing. You're building muscle, you're, you're building longevity and stamina and, and but you have to deal with these like 
horrible hour, hour and a half of just sweating and pushing and fucking dealing with it. But when you come out of it, you're fucking stronger, literally stronger. And, and, yeah. you, and you feel, I mean, not always, you don't always feel better after some fucking struggle. But, you know, after the struggle is over, you start finding a way, you start fucking changing things. You make that change, you keep moving, and eventually you come out of it if you were making those necessary steps towards getting out of it. Um, I, I want to hit this happy, hippie smiles because um, uh, I would like your opinion and maybe your input on this. Uh, but can yeah. I ask some advice then? How can I talk to my right wing parents, whom I've spoken, who I haven't spoken with in months? Um, they seem to poke her constantly, uh, and uh, I guess just try to have calm discussions. Sometimes you have to admit that they're never going to change their opinions, and love them for raising you to be a smart adult. That's a great place to start, Bonnie. That is a great place to start. I, I don't know. Do you want? Do you want to? I, I don't know if you yeah, can deal with this. That's something I deal with. I think sort of you know, I the place I come from. It's a it's in it's like in Madonna County, Ohio. It's a place called Spencer. But I think you know having family out there and who have sort of opinions that are based in some of that area is challenging because I've, I've I've kind of gotten a similar place where like we I don't really go out there as much as I used to. And some of that's for political reasons. It gets a little scary. I think some, some people get into more of those like end times of feelings, you know, and these are people who have guns and stuff too. I'm not, you know, it's not mm. like they're legally owned and stuff, you know what I mean? But it's like people with mental issues who also own guns. I'm like, I don't know if I really want to hang out there, you know, not just, you know, I'm, I'm all about self-preservation. You know, I'm like, you know, reincarnation sounds great, but I'm pretty sure I got one run at this. So I'm trying to make it last. Right. But I think I have found that I'm able to have conversations with them about this stuff, but it's never in theory about changing their opinions as much as trying to like give them more information so they can maybe think about it themselves afterwards. I think it's really hard to change people's minds about stuff. They have to do it themselves. Yeah. You know, I think that's sort of it's like the idea of like your reality is very limited. And so like if other people can at least help stretch it out a little bit, it might help. But I mean, most people are pretty set in their ways. It's dangerous, especially older people. It's sort of like common for me like, Hey, I, this is what I believe. I'm going to die with these beliefs, right? I think yeah. I've been trying to, as a person to say, I don't think anything I believe now is unchangeable. And, you know, I might have beliefs when I'm older that are different than now, and I think that's okay. So I'm going to be talking to your parents in that mind that, like, there is still a time for them to change, and avoiding them definitely isn't going to solve it. But it's yeah. frustrating. Again, yeah, it's hard sometimes where if you don't, if you're trying to avoid negativity, I think it sucks that you'd have to stay away from family in order to do that, you know, so... I don't get traditions. Change is constant. Yeah. Same with you. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's the only, yeah, it's just constantly changing. And even your opinions about stuff, I think like my favorite author says, the moment you begin to think or believe something, you stop critically thinking about it. And I think that's actually pretty awesome to think mm. of that. Who's on so that? Like, oh, this Robert Ann Wilson. I'm not sure you're familiar with him. He's a great author. What's his um, name? Robert Anton Wilson, like A N T O N. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what's some of his uh, books? He's done a book called Prometheus, Prometheus Rising, which is great. He did like these Illuminati trilogy books, which are oh, really funny. Jesus they Christ, mix. I love those books. Those are amazing. Yeah, yeah. So he's the one who yeah. did the the Illuminati books. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That so he's whole, really into a lot of that sort of that uh, whole stuff. series. I bought the well when I got it. I it was all one it's book. Huge, yeah. And then I did in the but dude, fucking uh, was the ancient zombies marching from underneath the waters. <laughs> I don't know. Do you remember? It's probably been a while since you read that. No, no. They, they, 
just there's this part that I remember where they found um, Nazis underwater who are just sort of frozen in place who are coming back to life to march on. <laughs> I remember there's like yeah, like speaking dolphins and stuff. Yeah, like speaking he, dolphins. He was great at like mixing fiction and nonfiction, right. and so like, he was really influential in me. I mean, as a songwriter, I think from a sense of like wasn't he? Philosophy, a, I'm sorry. Philosoph- a lot of my uh, philosophy, ugh, philosophy. That's not a word. Philosophy. <laughs> It's derived from a lot of his stuff too, of what he wrote at a time when I was sort of interested in that stuff. But it really is true. Like once you say, like, well, you know, the grass is green, right? Well, yeah, but sometimes it's not because it's been hot for too long and now it's brown. So it's like it's this weird thing to say. But once you say the grass is green and you don't really question that, it's like you're always going to see the green being grass, even when it's not. You know, that's sort of like I think that's what he was trying to say in some ways. It's like always, you know, question yourself too. It's all right to question your own beliefs at times. Um, was he into metaphysics? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of metaphysics stuff. Um, he was in a lot of Crowley, Alistair Crowley things too. So he would introduce him into a lot of his ideas. Yeah, right. Um, I remember yeah, cause I went into, I, I went deep on him once. I think it was like a while ago when YouTube was still YouTube. <laughs> Finally, I'm back. How's everyone doing? We're doing good record. We were just talking about Ram- Robert Anton Wilson and the Illuminati series and some of his, um, uh, uh, Dustin's philosophies come from Robert Anton Wilson. Oh, good book suggestions. I'll keep an eye out for them. I want deep on him. I went deep on him. <laughs> Shut up, buddy. <laughs> I went real deep on him. Oh, uh, Prom- Prometheus Rising is the best one. That's the one I, like, I got given to people before because it's oh. like this weird book that introduces these ideas, but it has like drawings in it, and they're almost like chapters where you're like, "Hey, we're just gonna focus on this." It's almost like taking a class, mm-hmm. and he's just like the coolest teacher you've ever had. You know, he's That's just sort dumb. of showing you a lot of about symbols and ideas and how we perceive the world. So that, that's what got me into him specifically is. Yeah. Prometheus yeah. No, me. Oh, oh, well not Prometheus, but what got me into Robert Anton Wilson was his, his symbology work and, and his, uh, uh, I don't even remember where I heard of him. I just like, it just ended up in my possession, this book. And, and, you know, it just, it was, it was crazy. Uh, I, I he was actually him. also he was really involved with uh, misinfa- misinformation campaigns in the 70s through uh, like Playboy and other articles where him and a bunch of writers as a spoof, like as a satire, decided to start writing articles that were just made up, just dumb shit, like the weirdest stuff. And they would all like, like all right, well, you're going to write an article, too, and say like, oh, yeah, yeah, this guy's super right. You know, and like it got and what happened is as they were doing it, it got too they scared themselves and were like, we got to stop because like everyone is just completely on board with this. Like we are literally just making up shit. And so it was a cool, so it was a cool experiment. Yeah. Um, there was a great, uh, there's these people who, they have a project where they try to get, do studies for universities and they were all, they were all made up and they were like, how far can we push these? And they were winning awards. Like, Oh, Bogosian. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. Eric yeah it was like, you know, yeah. reasons why dogs, like, you know, dogs erections, like, promote like masculinity issues in modern society it was like that weird shit yeah and we're like and people were people were like this is amazing like this is <laughs> You're so thought this. out like like they were getting awards and they had to stop they're like no we made all of this up to show you guys no they didn't they didn't they didn't they were, actually, like, they were gonna keep ways. going they were actually gonna keep going but they were found out so they they had that's right that's what it was that's right so, yeah they got found but because they wanted to keep it pushing because i think they had like a whole overall plan but yeah eric bogosian was one of the yeah. people who were behind that and fucking Love that stuff awesome yeah that was too. genius actually we yeah. say, like i said inspired by a lot of robin and wilson stuff it was like damn that's kind of what he did mm. i'd be interested to like ask like if there's a way like did you are you familiar with other like misinformation campaigns probably right um, but it's very powerful because it just sort of it gives you perspective to go hey 
you know, just because this was published doesn't mean it's true. Right. You know, even though a bunch of people who said it's true, like and went to school, doesn't mean they're not full of shit too. Cause they want to get grant money or, right. or they're just wrong. I mean, that happens too. So. Right. Yeah. People get married to their ideas oh. and they're just like, no, this is it. This is it. Until I die. Yeah, like, figured it out. Like, dinosaurs, right? Like now we know dinosaurs have like a bunch of feathers and the T-Rex when it, <laughs> it wasn't like, yeah, it was like, mm. <laughs> It's just this really annoying, like feathery, like bird creature, like honking at you, and you're like, "Shit, that's not nearly as cool," you know. But it certainly is yeah. not. I'd rather see. But when you're watching Jurassic Park, you're not like, "I don't think this T-Rex is real." You're like, "That, that's what he is." That's you know, what and they we were. know that's not the case. You know, which is kind of cool. <laughs> it is kind of cool. Um, I, man, we have we have, you know what we we have we've gotten through a lot of things, but we haven't gotten through eyes of of ilum ilum is that what xylem yeah xylem I was explaining so xylem is like the t- the connective tissue in plants so that was oh, I, a, I, I went real deep on the concept record yeah where I was trying to get into sort of like well let's talk uh, about term. it a little bit let, let, yeah. let's get into it a little bit because I mean shit oh. that that's what that this was released in March when was this released yeah yeah this was released in March and so we. uh you know, as a band, we were uh, just pretty much playing shows up until the end of 19. And then like, once we were like, we usually take time off uh, to prepare for the spring and then COVID hit. So we just never really, like, all right, well, I guess we're not doing anything right now. So we went and did sort of uh, the studios being closed and we didn't have any material. And so we just started working on a collection of songs that I did at one point was like, man, I think the concept record and something from a narrative perspective would be different for us. We've done it before, but usually just a song, you know, is more character driven or has a story, but never everything on a record. And so we found an artist who I worked with and I pitched the idea and I wrote the treatment and uh, we created an eight song record that, you know, every song tells the narrative. There's pictures that go along with like a comic book. So it's something to try to watch or look at while you're listening to, to figure out the narrative. It's not a straightforward, it doesn't have like voiceover work or something, you know, it's like, as the characters enter the room, you know, I might do one of those in the future actually, but uh, that was pretty much the gist of it. And it was the idea of trying to do everything ourselves because, you know, not being in a studio, you kind of are limited to time and restrictions. And so for us to do a concept record, it never made sense. Like, how do you do a concept record in like a studio? You know what I mean? It just didn't seem attainable. And we're not, we don't have a budget to like right. go to every road for like four weeks. And so we, I started building songs and we did everything remote. Like everything was, we would send each other files, which we've never done before. We mixed it ourselves, mastered it, um, and made it work. And so the eyes of Xylem is a, is a short concept idea is about perception and sort of, it's a, like, uh, seeing the world from two different perspectives at the same time. So that's like, that's what the story is. Like there's two central characters who are elder and willow who are tree people. Uh, and they're, they have one eye. And so collectively they give you more of the perspective of how they're simultaneously experiencing the story, but experiencing in a different way. And so that's pretty much like, the gist of it without giving too much away um can, the can artwork you... was great we worked with an artist named andy, Tom- andy thomas out of uh, toledo and so he had never done anything like this before he he, he does some character drawings and stuff but... can you can you can you hold up the comic book yeah can we can we just get a little get a little taste a little taste and... yeah so like it even starts here it has a sort of like uh all the lyrics are done in story form and there's like a little like prologue where we sort of like the twilight zone where you can sort of read that to get into it but yeah each song has you know its own page it's a spread so you get sort of this wide angle you know image and just goes through each song so you kind of turn it as you're listening trying to figure out the story um so we did some classic comic book kind of style paneling but also different stuff you know more landscapes and then um 
Yeah, like it's very subtle. There's a lot of hidden stuff in there. It's like a Where's Waldo kind of approach to it. Oh, I love that. I love that. The size of a kid's book, too. It's sort of like, actually, I'll be honest, like I grew up having a son now who's reading a lot. I like the size and format of this. Mm -hmm. It was like a kid's book, sort of. It does. It does look like a kid's book, sort of. That's awesome. And we did a 12 inch before. So this was a different. And then we have a little seven inch that we put inside of it that has four of the songs off the album. So we did that with Little Elephant and Toledo. Um, who do these like uh, lathe cut stuff where you can do shorter runs. And so we did that, which was really fun. Um, but then, yeah. And then we also did like the concert film, which is how we capped it off. Cause it was weird to like put out a record and now you have a show. You know, like, <laughs> so, so like, no record release show. Like, okay. So we, we, we filmed the concert and then streamed that as our record release. So people could watch it at home. And then we even like played it at Howard Skull Beach on the big screen. Like there was no way there. Cause it was like, you know, pandemic, you know, it didn't work, but I think that it was fun to put something out like that. Hell know? yeah, man. Hell yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's nice to fucking have it. As you guys can see here, it, it is available. You guys can go buy it, stream it on all streaming services. I didn't put Spotify in there, but you guys can find all the all the yep. stuff from those links in the in the in the uh, in the chat and in the show notes. Everyone who's listening on the audio side, uh, there is a link in the show notes. So go click on that shit and show your boy some love. Uh, the um, Brecker is saying critical thinking is probably one of the things I 100% think why 100% think needs to be taught in school and not something you take in university. Oh my god! Right? Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, that- because then they have issues where people get into college and don't have any experience, and then they're doing critical thinking, like almost like as infants, you know, which can give you some weird ideas. I admit, you know, <laughs> it is. It's like you, your whole life you're just surface level, not thinking about nothing more than just I don't know my my goals in life. I don't even know, like you know, like whatever it is that you're thinking, and then you get struck down with some real harsh shit, and you don't know how to handle it. And yeah, so- I mean, being 18 to 22 is a, is a cluster fucking itself, right? So it's sort of <laughs> tough to like, here, now we're going to explain to you why, like, America's complicated, and yeah, and you're like, oh, it's not complicated, it's just, it's a terrible place. You're like, yeah. no, it's not, it's just, it's complicated. You know, that's <laughs> how I feel, you know, it's sort of, it takes critical thought to see the good and bad yeah. in something, and absolutely not get focused on those things for sure yeah the 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 idea that america is somehow this awful you know fucking demon place is like well i i don't know if that's true because i i think i mean on this level like the thing is is like people like to talk shit about america but then they love to fucking come and bite on our art our our, our artistry you know and they're fucking our artists our music our fucking musicians it's like like america leads the world in 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 creative in creativity and music and art and it's like you know, I'm not saying that I'm not saying I'm not going to sit here and take all the credit, but how many motherfuckers around the world are rapping right now? OK, how many motherfuckers around the world are playing the blues or rock and roll? You know, it's yeah. like these things all the, these all come from this place. And whether you think it's a, a fucking demonic hellhole or a place of opportunity, I, I don't know. You know, there's still people still want to come here. You know, there's still a bunch of immigrants of that people, are born. People are literally willing to, to perhaps die to come here. So I don't, you know, as much as like that means something. And, you know, they understand what's still possible here, I think. It's like it's a work in progress. And that's how I've been trying to come to terms with it too, where 
like then democracy is like it never it's never over like it's like something that has to be like worked on forever like, yeah. it's not like oh we figured it out cool this system works good guys all right <laughs> stopping <See you> here <laughs> yeah we're good cool everyone's happy now everyone's got what they need right all right no this is kind of more of a America is progress, scary. which is scary but it is scary when it's a work in progress right because everything's sort of unknown right it's sort of we're very young we're the babies of the world i mean we've been around for 200 years there, there's plenty of places like they have buildings that are twice as old as like this country you know so it's sort of hard to not feel a little scared sometimes when it's kind of the wild west here still like also it wasn't that long ago it was fucking cowboys like shooting each other and uh, the old k corral you know they, they, they we're not that that's far how we settle people. shit you know what I mean, like that's not that far away. I'm afraid so. of Americans, David Bowie. Well, you know what? David Bowie's dead now, so look what, what, where that got him. I am too, though. No, I'm afraid of Americans. I, I, love am them. Too. I am too. That was a yeah. shitty joke, hippie. <laughs> but I agree. Yeah, no, I, I get it, Bowie. No, no, yeah, I. We're, we're like we're pretty like wild. No, people. we're scary I, as fuck. We're armed to the tits. Okay, yeah. we're, we're like the rejects of the other countries. We're like fuck this place. <laughs> I want to go like do my own thing. You know, yes. so that breeds a very different type of. People, you know, it is scary. It's, it's a scary place, but you know what? Freedom is not free, and and I know that's a fucking ridiculous statement, but the that, it costs a buck oh five. It does, uh, but but <laughs> also you know like freedom is not a free thing. It's scary. It's sc freedom is a scary thing that people yeah. don't generally get to experience, especially yeah. throughout history. And I would like to point out another thing. There's other countries where women can't drive cars or get stoned right. to death for you know showing their face so or, or they get tossed off of buildings for being homosexual so sure. you know i, I get it but america's a weird scary place yeah. but you could also not have clean drinking water yeah. i mean i know That's a big, yeah there's a lot of things to take for granted i, I think mean flint a... i know everybody flint but still it, it's you know for the most part yeah. we have clean drinking water you can't you can't use the internet or the TV as a way to gauge like where we are as a country. I think yeah. that's apparent now. It's I think it takes a lot of people a long time to figure it out because I don't. I was the same way where it's just like man, <laughs> I want cheaper weed. That's funny. Yeah, Thank exactly. That's what a mission for that. But uh, but anyhow, but they, like I think the problem is that people just don't. I don't know. It's okay to be afraid of a country that's a work in progress because if you want security you're going to give up a lot of other stuff. You know, it's yeah. even like schools. It's like, well, a lot of people are afraid to put their kid in school. They're like, well, is kids going to, people are going to show up with a machine gun and just shoot my kid. And you're like, maybe, but that's so, that's such a small likelihood of that happening. That it's like, it's not like that's happening in America all the time. Right. It's not like, you know, it's like the TV seems like it's fire. The, the country's on fire, you know, like literally on fire or it's being flooded. You know, everything's in disarray. But then when you walk outside, like, you just go, hey, neighbor. And they're like, hey, how are you doing? You want some bread? And you're like, yeah. And you're like, shit, I don't think things are as fucked as we are making it out to be. You I know, mean, I mean, it does seem that way sometimes. It's a little bit because it makes you watch the TV more. Yeah. It's a sad thing, you know, like I like this, like the January 6th stuff. I was like, I think that was the last thing where I was like, I got sucked into it, right? Where I think I like heard what was going on. I ran home and was like watching the news. I'm just like, this is weird. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> mighty mighty thank you so much for that gifted sub mighty mighty thank you mighty mighty much love thank you for gifting us i think sub. yeah america's not as scary of a place when you just step outside and hang around people like because we're not hanging out with each other too right everyone's scary our neighbors are scared of our neighbors i think they're like we don't hang out with our neighbors as much i think there is something to that sometimes 
So yeah. on top of Flint, Michigan, what else do we got here? So Raina put in the 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 chat uh, some uh cities what does it say places in the u.s that don't have access to clean water so you know we're talking about clean water and like apparently there's hundreds of cities but but this is what we're talking about with this fucking we have to fucking build our own infrastructure back up yeah you can't do that you don't pass a bunch of taxes there's just no way yeah it's just expensive yeah pittsburgh jesus uh all all the infrastructure that was built for our country was built in like the 50s too after yeah. like uh like the you know the whatever you call it world war ii past. yeah after world war ii they had that big boom like the great mm-hmm. deal or whatever that was and so yeah. they were just building stuff everywhere but like they were taxing the rich at like i think it was like 85 percent. i'm not even lying it was like Damn. and the rich was like hey hold on like hey they were like yeah but now we have all this infrastructure that right. makes us like the most like you know for shipping and moving stuff we took you know that's why we were leading the world but that was only possible because they taxed them crazy. That was actually how they were mostly taxed until like the eighties. But there's a great quote where like uh, Roosevelt was like, if you can't live on this, that like, you have a, you have a mental condition. It was like the craziest shit ever. Imagine the president saying that to rich people now, like <laughs> yeah. Biden was like, Hey, you rich people, if you can't live off of this still, even though I'm going to tax the shit out of you, like you have a mental problem, like get over it. Like that was like yeah. pretty badass for a president to say that. And that sounds like a socialist nightmare, but I sort of, I get it now. It's like, well, it's nice that we have safety nets for people who really need it. And like, yeah. it's like, I, 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 I don't, there's not, there's water's fragile, man. Frost was fragile. Like fragile. Yeah. I mean, you only, you only need a couple of things to happen. And all of a sudden no one's got drinking water. And so if we're not yeah, prepared for that stuff. You know, oh shit. Scary. Puerto Rico doesn't have clean drinking water. God damn. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brady, Texas, fucking Texans. Yeah. Look at this. Baltimore. That's a whole goddamn city. Yeah. Yeah. Probably just tainted water, a lot of issues. Yeah. They have to like ship in water. Skyrocketing water rates can leave American communities without the means to pay for water. For example, in Baltimore, Maryland, in the past decade, water rates have more than doubled in order to pay for repairs to the city's water infrastructure, resulting in what some have called a water affordability crisis. The United Nations yeah. standard is that no household should be should pay more than 3% of income for water service, but in 2016, yeah. Baltimore residents living on less than $25,000 a year were paying more than 3.6% of their income. Yeah. So there you go. So, Jesus. Milwaukee? <laughs> could yeah, make america great again away, right yeah. things are stuff you take for granted sometimes you think america is in a better place than it is you know it is right. just like there's so many different places in america at this point what's that one no, that was las vegas but that's understandable yeah, access to water too yeah know? access to water yeah exactly fucking they're just draining the colorado river and what yep. lake mead Alabama, well, that's no surprise. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uniontown, Alabama, New York, New York. Yeah, it's probably just lack of clean water still. Yeah, just Jesus. like people are probably just like drinking bottled water there all the time. Kentucky, Tacoma, Washington. Hmm. I mean, these are just like whole ass cities. You know, so like even in San Diego, I would lived in San Diego for about thirteen years, and even in San Diego, they were you know they were like in San Diego, they were like you need to fucking you know filter your water if you or, or don't drink tap water like nobody drank the tap everybody knew yeah. like you don't drink the tap water because the yeah. pipes are from like 19 fucking oh three uh yeah that's wild man that's wild yeah it hurts take that for granted. like in bowling green we have our own water system here too like it's internal so we have that control but that's unique you know that's yeah. not okay 
where my mom lives, they have to have it shipped in. I think it costs like 120 bucks just yeah. to have water. Like, this is like turn it on just to have it. You know, that's pretty. Yeah, Oregon's the same thing. I'm in Oregon, and Oregon has its own water system. So when Toledo went tits up with that whole, um, yeah, yeah, what was that called? The the algae, and- the algae bloom. Yeah, uh, yeah, the algae bloom. Yeah. A few years ago, you know, everybody was drinking bottled water, and there was kind of a crisis going on. And fucking Oregon was fine because we have our own yeah. system. We we do our, our- yeah, you can kind of yeah, but that's sort of again like yeah, not, not common everywhere, you know, exactly. for sure. I can't imagine which water is going to New York City at any one moment. You know, I just can't even can't even actually right, and and people can't even drink it. You know, like what? I'm sure that people are drinking it. I mean, I, I would probably drink it. It hurts. Some people me. are. I mean, there's people in some countries taking baths in like sewage water. So yeah, I mean, like what is that that river in India? That, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. like it gives you spiritual powers. You know, it's just poop. It's, poop. <laughs> it's poop water. Everybody go. Yeah, that's not spiritual. That's poop. Oh, <laughs> uh, good old lead pipes. Yeah, it hurts when you realize that a lot of our decisions are built around cognitive bias and logical fallacies. But I like to think one day we will get to the, a point where we can accept people are naturally flawed and grow from it. You'd think that, but it's a big part of it, you know, is like being, yeah, it's like you expect perfection from some people, which is not even remotely possible, you know, like, yeah, like you can't believe they said that, like, how could they or something, you know, it's because they're flawed, you know, they, yeah. they're, how could they, yeah. how could they do such a thing? Okay, so, um, we're, we're getting close to the end here. How are you feeling about performance? Are, are you feeling burnt out or you feel like you got one in you? How are you feeling, bud? No, let's just talk. No, I'm like kind of sweaty now. No so, yeah, worries, no worries, no worries. Well, well, we're 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 at the end here, so um, cool. you know, uh, I I really enjoyed Eyes of. Uh, please say it again for me. I'm just an idiot. Xylem. Xylem. Hot tub. Xylophone. Xylem. It's no. I'm not turning down the temperature in the hot tub. Y'all are gonna sweat, <laughs> and that's how it is. That's just the way it's gonna be. Um, oh, sorry. I just took you out of the hot tub. Uh, everybody, go get the album. It's in the it's in the chat. Just go and stream it. Go go do it big. Uh, it's a really good. And I wish I could play. I know I was playing at the beginning, but you know I wish we could actually like sit down and listen to it. But um, we cannot. Uh, so there it is. The treenoleaves.com takes you right to it. Huh? What? That was my son who likes to just interrupt whenever he feels. My my almost stepped in earlier. It's fine. It's just how it is now, everybody. <laughs> this is our world that we live in. Now. Our children come to work with us. Um, <laughs> so yeah, go and check it out. And uh, is there any, is there any gigs you got coming up, or is there any anything you guys got coming up that? Uh, I don't think there's any. Yeah, we got Toledo yeah, this week. We're actually we're playing a Sacred Harvest Festival. Oh which is, yes. Yeah, we're actually opening up Thursday night. So if anyone's in the, the Northwest Ohio, Michigan area, it's a really great festival. Yeah, uh, actually, let me bring that up because I would like to give love to those guys. I, I love those dudes. I love, um, I love Andrew. With, with Andrew and, and, and is it is it Andrew and 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 uh, is the guys from Wax. Wax, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wax yeah. Yeah. yeah, they kind of started it. Uh, there's a guy named Wayne who he's the one who kind of Wayne Fest, yeah. There. yeah, so so this uh, is last a- time I was there, he showed me some like witchcraft that was going on in the woods or something. It was pretty funny, but uh, <laughs> on like the shrine of bird skulls or something in his woods, I was like it's either witches or like some hippies that snuck off at one of the festivals, but right. I'm not sure what whatever happened. <laughs> he uh, showed it to you. We're um, playing Thursday night, uh, 10 o'clock. Um, and then we're also playing Friday um, at Arlen's, which is like a jazz club um, in Bowling Green. Oh, cool. 
is that a coffee it. shop? Is that is that that? No, no. This one's a it's a it's a brewery that just sort of uh, oh. opened up a couple years ago, and so it's like in the in the, the residential area. Oh, um, cool. They, they focus on jazz night. We don't really play jazz, but we sort of we just play less amplified sort of versions of our stuff. But uh, <laughs> they're also playing on Saturday at a place called Juniper Brewing, which is in downtown Bowling Green, from like seven to nine. Um, oh, wax, so wax Wayne. Yeah, there's a guy on here called Wax Wayne. So <laughs> they're dropping some emotes. Um, the so the the one thing I wanted to point out is Broken Robots are on, and they've been on the show yeah. before. Oh, um, yeah. No, they're great. No, I oh, think I uh, guys. The, the the lineup's not bad, man. Like I love the dudes in Cactus Jack. Day Drinkers yeah. are good. At Casuals, badass. Bacano's bunch of fucking shredder, subterranean yep. shredder. I don't know, cheesecake or left lane or octave cap, but those are like uh, those are like super groups, like, oh. like offshoots of some other major projects, like the works. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Left lane cruisers, Chris Pop, Hauser, yeah, so. and Chucky Love. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they got some. They got some like some people to kind of do something unique for like the like the headlining slots. That's really stuff. cool. Yeah, and, and and Lotus, the dude from Lotus and and Dota Pod or Dopa Pod, yeah. Yeah. So there you go, guys. This is actually pretty cool. I I've played one of the years uh, with my band, so I had fun. It, it's a it's just a thing. Anyways, this is what's happening here in Ohio. And what's funny is is that these guys all last summer were just doing these festivals, just like fuck it, pandemic, fuck oh, yeah. you. Never made it work. No, they had one last year, and it's yeah. like I mean, in many ways, once you found people realized like outdoors was safe, it was mm. kind of like all right, well, fuck it, it's we go just, time, bitches. But like, Ohio, fine, this is good. Yeah, like we're already. I feel like, like Ohio was one of the only states that were doing things like this, and and we were in, yeah. able to do things like this. And I don't know if they were doing it legally or not, but they were just doing it. <laughs> people yeah. had a good time, and there was no problems and no spreads or anything. It didn't seem to be. You know, I I tested like Black Swamp Arts Festival was here in Bowling Green like two weeks ago. And then that brought, you know, 20, 30,000 people over the weekend. And there was like no outbreak, nothing like, oh, there's a huge spike in Wood County. Like our, our numbers are down. So even that in itself is sort of like, if you want to make it any more confusing, yeah, like throw a major festival and then have your COVID stats go down. <laughs> like, you're like, I don't understand it anymore. I don't you know? get it. If my brain. As a musician, you just don't know what to expect. You just go out there, you do it. You right. know, we need to play to survive and sort of just keep saying and keep, you know, making music. So. And we've, we've, we have more shows, you know, in like a eight month span this year than, you know, most years combined. You know, it's just sort of, it's been great to have a lot of opportunities to play live music again. So, yeah, man. Oh my gosh. Mighty, mighty. Thank you so much. Mata, mata. Thank you so much for uh, gifting a sub to Davey. Uh, Davey is eating sandwich. Oh, eating a sandwich. <laughs> Thank you for gifts up with that. I appreciate you. Uh, let's go back and say our final goodbyes to our friend, friend Dustin of Tree No Leaves. Uh, Dustin, what? any final words, any final words of wisdom you want to share with us before we raid off into the night? <laughs> uh, it's important to hydrate. I think that's very important. So just for, as, a, as a rule of thumb. <laughs> Thank you for that woo, Rain of Mystique. Hold on, there's one more thing. Our, our conversation is can't. Oh, what happened? What happened? There it is. <laughs> I just wanted to do that. Um, okay. I'm not much, man. No, I really, that was a great conversation. Appreciate having me on. Like I said, we're, you know, trinoleads.com. We, uh, we've been at this for, you know, 10, 10 years or so. And so we're just chucking ahead and just keep uh, playing more music and trying to do more stuff. And, uh, 
Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me out. No doubt, man. No doubt. Thank you so much, Dustin. I really appreciate you coming on the show and talking it up with me. Uh, I always appreciate it when, when you know, uh, artists come on and they kind of indulge me on social issues and such. And Dustin did not disappoint. Uh, again, go check out Dustin and his band, Tree No Leaves. You can find them at treenoleaves.com. And, of course, all their social medias and all the good stuff is in the show notes. So go and click around. Go listen to their music. Go, go, go reach out to them. Go, you know, like hit on Dustin. I think he's married, but, you know, that makes a dude feel good. He has a kid. You know, that, that makes a dude feel right. You know, he, I still got it. I still got it. <laughs> I'm cleaning up baby shit, but I still got it. Uh, no, don't do that. Don't start trouble with that happy home. <laughs> I basically just encourage people to go and... Into- oh, hey, dude, don't plug that into the thing. Hey, hey, don't plug that in there. You didn't plug it into the electric? Okay, good. I'm glad you didn't. I thought that my son plugged his headphones into the electrical socket, but he did not. Um, anyways, we talk about raising kids and cleaning shit. <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, thank you so much, Dustin, and uh, I'm looking forward to what Trino Leaves is coming down the line. All right, guys, I'm going to jump on out of here again. Go pre-save the, the new song by JT and the Conspiracy. It is called Love Drunk Wasted. It comes out October 16th. Random Mystique has a new single coming out on, uh, what was it called? Uh, fuck, what's it? October 19th. And I have a new single that I'm working on, which is a collaboration between me and another streamer. That'll be coming out sometime. It'll probably be November. I I, I fucked November, oh, October pretty good for a release. I, I have to bounce it out and mix it. I have so much work mounting up. I just got off this big project and now I'm like taking on new big projects. So tis the business. All right. So that's about enough out of me. I'll see you guys on Friday for the live stream and for the podcast release and uh, be good. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I love you guys. Be, be, be happy. Go out there and, and give somebody a hug that consents to a hug. Don't just, start hugging people at your office like hey i'm spreading love get over here titties <laughs> all right guys you be good to your fellow human beings eight shades for everybody Bye-bye.